came here to say that you don't really want it with us, yeah. We love you, know. We came here to say that you don't really want it with us, yeah. yeah. The sports show. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody say yer? I I hear no nobody sounded real enthusiastic about this year today. What's going on? It's sped up, right? The the, the song. Yeah, the music's sped up. The music's sped up. Goalie and nothing. Right. You just had to. You just had to. Oh, okay. This is how you turned it into a drill song. That's what we're doing. No, I I didn't. No. Your age is showing. It's showing. Anyway, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Year Sports Show. I'm your host, Big Baby, aka the soul of RB. And, <laughs> and we have a very special guest. We'll let her introduce herself first, and I'll get to everybody else. I love that. I love that. I am Ashley Nicole Baker, a host and producer of my podcast about nothing but sports. Uh, yeah, multimedia journalist. I'm so happy to be on this show, y'all. This is just gonna be dope. I'm excited. I can feel it. Oh yes, yes most definitely, <laughs> most definitely, thank you. most definitely. Thank, thank you. Yes, thank you for being here. To her right, we have the queen, Queen Tay, aka you? Shooter, 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 Shooter. I was getting live last night. <laughs> Tay was the leader of our paintball crew. Last night, no, I was not shocked because when we came in after the first round, it was kind of like, oh, all right, we know what to do. Next two, Rambo. See, this Rambo. is another reason. This is another reason why I'm glad I didn't go because remember that usually when the Jabatias family gets together, I'm usually the lightest dude in the room, and last night would have just been an exercise of like, I right, no, no, let's no, get no, back. No, 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 no. Amanda, Amanda was there too. Right, but she, 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 I'm a and white, she was on our team. Right, but I'm a white male. I'm a, they're gonna be like, "Yo, no. let's, let's let's get the white man." My partner, my partner was there, and he's blonde hair, green. Oh, hair. Okay, okay. So I might have been saved. I might have been he, saved. Man, he was out there wilding too. Yeah. We would have moving everybody. We would have been moving like this. Everybody right. moving. <laughs> now nah, it's uh, it, it can't be as bad. When my boy goes paintballing, he turns into Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator. That last round, that group that we played against, they was cheating because I yeah. clearly caught a few of them in the face. And they, <laughs> and they backed up. In the face. Uh, to the point so, where I ran out of bullets, right? Yeah. And I was telling Amanda, look, I'll be the decoy. I'll just keep shooting because it was making a sound. I was like, you just keep moving forward. I was like, boop, 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 boop. I'm sorry, Ashley. Um, if you haven't noticed by now, she's the thug of the group. Um, oh, I love it. I love it. I'm sorry. So, for to just to finish the introductions, we have the voice of a generation, aka the professor Pete Rosado. What's up? Man, that the hurricane coming through. But what you said? What you said, man? What you said, man? I said we have <laughs> and we have BK Matt. Back yeah. off of load management, but with a minute minutes restriction today. Yeah, I'm on minutes restriction. <laughs> it's been a long week. A Yo, long I'm gonna start. Week. I'm gonna start calling Matt Kawhi. Whoa, bruh, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling Matt Kawhi. We're not even gonna get into that. Yep. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna let you rock on that. I still should get at you for what you said last week. 
by the way, thank you for the anniversary shout out. Kyrie Irving does not suck. You need to stop what you're saying, Pete. I'm, I'm, I'm getting at you right now because you're gonna stop doing that. You see, Ashley Ashley face, face, you know Ashley face lit up this now. Like, like, yes, this the disrespect on Kyrie Irving is real. Listen, I right feel now. like Ashley be more upset at me just because of my school affiliation and the fact that I will rock my entire life saying Georgetown sucks. I tell you, the first time, the first time I took a trip to Washington D.C. being a Syracuse grad, I made sure that I stopped at the outside gate to Georgetown University, threw on my Syracuse hat, took a picture outside the gate, and it was like five or six, five years after I graduated, and I was just like five years later, and Georgetown still sucks. Ooh, yikes! Yikes. You already, you've been, on, you've been yeah. on the line for like three minutes and you already just boom. Fire everything. Okay. I'm a Syracuse grad. All we know is that Georgetown sucks all the time. Shout out to Pastor Norman though. Shout out to Allen Iverson. Right. Yeah. But uh Pete, let's not waste any time. Oh, actually, no, I'm tripping, tripping. How was y'all week? Ashley, start with you. How was your week? Uh, it was mentally draining for some reason. I don't know. Um, I don't really know why. I'm not the type that really gets too like foggy up here. Mm -hmm. uh, it could have been the full time job, and then I have kids, and then the sports world was just insane for like the last week and a half. So, you know, I, you know, it was all right. Then I got to eat, so that was good. Uh, I only ate one plate, so I disappointed myself. You know, I usually run it back like a plate or two, you know. And so I'm not sure. If, I think that was messing me up mentally, was messing with my stomach. So, you know, but I had leftovers, so I'm good. <laughs> Tay, Tay, what about you? Man, I cooked. I, it, it was like I forgot that I only had four or five people at my house on Thursday. And I cooked for a large army. Yeah. Like three cheesecakes, twenty-four cupcakes, two cakes, like ribs, pork ribs, pork shoulder. The so send me some down here, honey. If you got leftovers, <laughs> I mean, I listen. I come to your house, Tay. I'll take some food. I mean, I got leftovers in my house, but I'll take some of yours. I had a lot of food. Now it was like I woke up one that morning and I was like, you know what? Let me just cook everything. And I was so exhausted because I worked crazy. So yesterday, the Rocky Marathon was on MTV, and I slept like almost all day until it was time to go out with the crew. So, but this week was all right. Like you said, it was like a draining week. I feel like we've been kind of pushing, pushing, pushing to the end of the year. This year has been draining. So this yeah. is like the first big holiday to me since COVID. Like, this is the first big family holiday after COVID. And um, this is when you realize that, like, the people we've lost this year is no longer with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, these seats at the table and knowing that it's hard, that you can't really be around your family and friends the way you want to, you know, it just puts things into perspective. And it's, it was very, very mentally draining for me as well. Yeah. Pete, what about you? Uh, it was as well a stressful week, so I had the bright uh, – hear the word stupid – the bright idea to uh, host my first Thanksgiving. Uh, had my mother and – I cooked. Uh, 
And I'm actually I'm actually pretty good in the kitchen, but it was my first time cooking a turkey, my first time doing certain things. So I was real stressed out. Um, but I got the vote of approval. Everything turned out good. The turkey turned out juicy. I mean, even two days later today, I had leftovers this morning and the turkey even on reheat and it's still real juicy. A lot mm-hmm. of things are still good in there. So um the only thing that I was really besides the tur- no, so I uh I made a brine for it, brined it for uh, overnight. Okay. Yeah, I had brined it overnight and then uh, threw some of my homemade magic dust, uh, my magic dust seasoning on it. I have a, a seasoning blend that I call magic dust. Um, that sounds that really sounds I was just like, wow. Yeah, I got I got it from I got it. But I say, Pete, I can't edit that out. I got it from Frank Lucas over in Harlem. I uh, bet. But, I bet. <laughs> oh my God. I, <laughs> but, I tried her turkey brine recipe and it was trash. But, you know, I still put my oh. own. Oh, you said, come on. Yeah. Oh, snap. She was See, like, oh, listen. And this and I, I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to do our putrid routine. Uh, turkey brine, Boy, and it was like, egg shots. yeah, well, no, so uh, so Amanda, it's it's fun. So, I made the turkey, my mother, my mother made the penil at her house, uh, and brought the penil over because uh, she figured that instead of just me making the penil and the turkey at the same time, she would make the penil since she was coming over. Mm-hmm. So, I took care of I took care of the veggies, uh, nothing real special, just regular veggies. I took care of the mashed potatoes. That's one of the things that I'm really, uh, really, really good at making some really creamy, flavorful mashed potatoes. Um, I took care of the uh, the turkey. I took care of the cornbread. I made my first cornbread, and my grandmother would be proud. I would say that. My southern grandmother would be very proud. Um, good job. So, you know, next year, I'm never doing this again, but um, <laughs> no, but I, it was and then Friday, yesterday was my dog. Anybody who knows knows I'm a proud, uh, you know, pity, pity daddy. Um, and so my my little one turned two yesterday. Aww. So congrats, congrats. running running around with her, and and then I went to IKEA and bought a dresser and forgot that I had to then carry that up two flights of stairs, um, and put it together and with no instructions why does ikea not have words in their instructions it's just pictures it's just pictures nothing is labeled nothing is labeled there's no words i'm just i, I spent a half an hour trying to you find know, the right piece. you know what it is it's because they, they know people right they know but they also know people like people not gonna read the direction so they just said paper this is what it looks like matt, I can't, I can't. matt tell us how your week was uh well like tay said this is like the first like this is the year the holidays is like the realization of all the people that not here no more with us so mm-hmm. you know i've been called thomas emotion and i've been talking to y'all a little bit about it this week um my first thanksgiving without my mom and whatnot but um yeah i've just been a little bit emotional i've been in that part uh i would say like pre-thanksgiving you know it was you know it was t's um T and her twin's birthday, so they was out, you know, doing their, their twin thing, their sister sister thing. So when I got off work, I was so drunk. What's up? What's up, bro? I was drinking, and and it's a good thing I prepared all that food. I prepared mm-hmm. the Cornish hens. Um, 
because for some reason my family don't like turkey, but they like Cornish hens. It's weird. Uh, I prepared the ham, the mac and cheese, uh, the collard greens, the what else did I make? Rum cake. I made rasta pasta, curry dough, recipes, all of that. Yeah, so I prepared all of that. And then I got I made the mistake of getting on the phone with my dad and my and my twin cousin. And I got emotional again, started drinking again, and I was supposed to wake up and put that all in the oven. I was passed out at six o'clock in the morning. Very nice. I woke that's up the one thing I missed this Thanksgiving is I didn't I so I didn't make just because I had so much on my plate, I didn't make mac and cheese. Uh and you know, so I missed, you know, especially because I usually go down to my father's house down south and I have my grandmother's uh mac and cheese. And so I I think that's the one thing I really missed this Thanksgiving was a good plate of oven baked macaroni and cheese. I killed my macaroni, baby. I had it was seven hey. cheese. Listen, okay, I'm coming to your house with Tupperware. I'm coming to your house with Tupperware, and <laughs> I feel like Halloween. No, hear me out. There should be an adult, an adult Halloween, the day after Thanksgiving, so we could go trick or treating in other people's house for their leftovers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should I'm have just saying. We should I'm have a good, like turkey bowl type of thing for Christmas, where everybody brings like one or two. That's you know, well, you know, go to a cabin or something somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, do something really like go play flag football. Yeah, I would. You know what? I would bring something. I'd call it the Kyrie Irving special. It'd fall apart at the last. Okay, minute. okay, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Not Pete. 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 We're not doing this. Pete. 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 Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, you know how you know I'm like, yo, I love your wife. Like, y'all are like the perfect yo. Remember, I told you I passed out at six. I was so I was so drunk. Look, she don't cook, but she finished it all off for me because you I was see? so born. So, yeah, so shout out to my wife T. Love you. Happy belated birthday. Happy birthday. Her and her twin. We had a good time with the family. All 14 and 15 of her sisters and brothers. I gotta still. Say, I got to send you the picture of all our, all my nieces and nephews. It's crazy. Please, please send it. It's and, you know, be careful what you're saying, because Papa Cuomo is watching. You yeah. said. Yeah. yeah, true that, true that. Yo, I saw a lot of people with, like, these cutouts of Cuomo from, like, this, just the nose and the eyes. Like, they would put it on their window around their house and take pictures of Cuomo watching. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Pete, quick hits. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, the world-famous Your Sports Show Quick Hits, still sponsored by absolutely nobody. Uh, we need to figure this out. Um, <laughs> it's it's yeah. sponsored by your magic dust. That's right. right. That's what should be about. <laughs> it's sponsored across 110th Street. Um, <laughs> but these are your quick hits on November the 18th. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> On November the I feel like family already. This is fine. <laughs> let's, let's start in basketball because, oddly enough, there really wasn't a lot of NBA or basketball news this week. Uh, Bam Adebayo signed a five-year, $195 million extension with the Heat this week. And a lot of questions abound on whether or not this is going to affect Pat Riley's well-known desire to go after Giannis Antetokounmpo next year. Uh, when he becomes a free agent. So we, we're going to see how this contract plays out. Who knows? Maybe Bam and John is playing side-by-side -side in Miami. Uh, yeah. But the, the big news coming out of basketball this week, 
We are in the third day of the brand new NCAA college basketball season. Can we believe it? College basketball has started up again. We are back and live with the NCAA. Uh, as if the football season hasn't been bad enough, we're hoping that the basketball season goes well. It's already been, as college basketball can be by itself, a 48 to 72 hours of incredible action. Uh, we saw upsets already and probably the most poignant thing to happen uh, this year in sports. The multi-school tribute for the legendary coach John Thompson Jr. You saw many coaches wearing the white towel over their shoulder uh, as a sign of respect, including his former star player and current head coach of the Georgetown Hoyas, Patrick Ewing, wearing the white towel across his shoulder. In the NFL, the Thanksgiving games were embarrassments for the losing teams as Houston dropped 41 points <laughs> on the Detroit Lions. And then the Washington football team said, hold my beer and drop 41 on the Dallas Cowboys. And as always, it was good to see just for the Stephen A. Smith Instagram post about the Cowboys losing. How about them Cowboys, ladies and gentlemen? I don't even know why we – Wait, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think we, we have a Cowboys fan in here today. Would you like to speak on behalf? Of, would you like to speak on behalf of your team? Yeah, I like <laughs> on behalf of Cowboy Nation. You, yeah, I sure would. They're Please strong. do. Okay, it's ridiculous. Look, I don't really want to waste too much of the time on the show, y'all, because I really could go on and on and all about the debacle that's going on down in Big D. Okay, the no, nah, not not not. You got something for me later. Because I'm for well, oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll lob something up for you later on. Hey, I'll lob something up for you later on. Later, they gonna all you, you got to do, they're going to come for you. I'm telling you, they're going to come for you. All you got to do, listen, listen. You know they're going to come for you. All you got to do is make You see it, right? You see it. He coming for us. You know what it's about. You already know what it's about. Look. No. All we got to do. We don't need to explain nothing. This is what the wrong thing is. No, I think all we got to do to get what? Ashley riled up is say the name Mike McCarthy, and that, that'd be enough to get any Cowboy fan riled <laughs> look, up nowadays. Look, she's about to log out. Thanks, right. Pete. <laughs> we'll just leave studio button on the, on the bottom. Right. <laughs> Here's the deal, though. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm irritated with Mike McCarthy. Um, <laughs> I'm irritated as hell with him. I'm irritated at the decision-making that I've seen in games. I'm irritated with the fact that somehow, some way, these fools didn't find a way to keep Chris Richard and decided to bring in Mike Nolan as defensive coordinator. I have been complaining about that all season. That is ridiculous to me. So it's that kind of little stuff that's been irritating me. The overall of it, he has really, you know, a lot of people are saying don't use this as an excuse, but you cannot just brush the injuries under a rug here. The mm-hmm. man. First year as a coach, he's – I mean, his star quarterback, come on, y'all. Like, we got to breathe a little bit, but it, it's some other little stuff that, that irritates me. Am I okay with him coming back next season when we, you know, all systems go, people back, it ain't that many injuries and stuff no more? Yes. But, um, yeah, it's, it's some questionable stuff. But they weren't really doing much before the injury either. Yeah. So let's, the thing is, people were, 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 were blaming Jason Garrett for a long time. And I think that the problems stem deeper than the head coach. Mm-hmm. I think Jerry Jones, I think he's kind of lost touch 
with putting the right pieces together yeah. on the field. And I feel like with the Cowboys fan, it's as if you guys are always, it's like September, you're up. October, you're up. November, it's like, oof. And then once December comes around, you know what I'm saying? It's like the, the Cowboys get exposed every single season. And I feel like it's, it's a problem. Mike McCarthy, of course he was dealt a horrible hand when it came to the injuries. But I feel like the Cowboys have a problem of not having the right pieces all together at the right time. You know what? Um, let me, I actually came to a bit of a epiphany myself a couple of weeks ago. Uh, as far as what was going on before the injury with Dak, I think a lot of it had to do with, um, and this is just my own opinion here. Yeah, of course. I feel like it's a lot of spoiled brats in Dallas. Those, those are grown ass men that are spoiled by their coaches, by their head individuals in charge, by the front office. They can do whatever they want. They got Jerry Jones, the owner. They're playing in a billion dollar playpen. And I think at the beginning of the year, what we saw that struggle, as I don't think a lot of players were actually happy that Jason Garrett left. I think a lot of players were actually, I mean, obviously it had to happen. Um, but I don't think a lot of play because he wasn't that enforcer. He was the guy that was going to, you can make a trash move on the field and he clapping right on the sidelines and he hyping you up. He's not doing what somebody like a Bill Parcells would do to check you. You know what I mean? Players coach. Yeah. 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 Players coach. No type of, and I feel like those first couple of games you saw McCarthy put responsibility in these guys' hands. No, 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 no. We're going to go for it on fourth and seven right in the red zone. Get, get the ball across the damn goal line. Do it. And I feel like putting that kind of responsibility on them kind of made them be like, hold up. We ain't had to deal with this in like 10 years. <laughs> we usually do our thing and we get clapped for when we go on the sideline. Like we don't. So I think that was the struggle initially. And then that and then happened. You know what I mean? So it's just been a bad fortune. Listen, I told y'all I can go on and on. I don't want to. And, and 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 you know what's funny is Ashley Ashley kind of glossed over what I feel is one of the bigger things on the field about the Cowboys is that Ezekiel Elliott has forgotten how to run this yes. year. The boy, the, the boy seems to forget how to be Ezekiel Elliott this yes. year for some reason, fumbling the ball more than normal. And I get it, the offensive line isn't the right. same. Right, right. right. Offensive line is not what it used to be in Dallas. But Ezekiel Elliott is supposed to be, as advertised, a monster in his own right. And even with Dak going down, many people thought, okay, we'll just feed the ball to Zeke, and Zeke will be able to take some pressure off of our our backup QBs. And it just hasn't been that way. Dak wasn't really doing – wasn't a world beater this year. Um So it was just a lot of questions going on with Dallas. I agree. The change with Jason Garrett needed to happen. Mike McCarthy, I wasn't exactly sold on him as the coach because we saw him wear out his welcome in Green Bay playing with that bad man out there. So it's it's really weird in Dallas for me. But, you know, what? everything that Ashley says actually lends to the team name. They are America's team. And as we see with America, they are spoiled and they are used to just getting a pat on the back but just trying hard. Right. And and the Cowboys have become that as well. But moving on really quickly, um, teams are closing facilities in the NFL to all in-person activities Monday and Tuesday due to the COVID-19 spike going across the NFL. This will not apply to teams playing on Monday and Tuesday, but all team facilities will be closed to all in-person activities. And speaking of a Tuesday game, the Ravens and Steelers have been postponed again. 
Mm. It will be playing on Tuesday night. It was uh, originally supposed to be Thursday this week. It got postponed to Saturday uh, to Sunday, and now postponed again to Tuesday due to the uh, COVID nineteen outbreak on the Ravens, including starting quarterback Lamar Jackson uh, contracting COVID nineteen. Uh, but some good news around football: Vanderbilt may make NCAA history today. Uh, today, Vanderbilt will play Missouri, uh, and on the sidelines for them will be uh, Sarah Fuller. Sarah Fuller is a senior goalkeeper on Vanderbilt's SEC championship winning soccer team who tried out and was added to the football roster this week. Uh, she is suited up and, at, and active for the game at Missouri. Uh, Vanderbilt had a graduate transfer kicker opt out before the season started and lost several specialists uh, this week due to COVID-19. And so uh, if Sarah Fuller gets on the field, makes an appearance, kicks a field goal, does anything in any capacity in today's Vanderbilt-Missouri's game, she will become the first ever woman to play in a Power 5 football game in the history of the NCAA. Um, there have been two other women who have played and seen action in FBS uh, football, but never in the Power Five. So really crossing my fingers and hoping Sarah Fuller uh, makes, the, uh, makes the game today. And I, some, somebody I saw on Twitter, I forget who it was, said the only way that this is be- even more beautiful is if she kicks a game-winning 50-yard field goal as time runs out. That, yeah. would, that would be incredible. <laughs> Um, and in some uh, other sports news today, uh, Charles Barkley and Phil Mickelson defeated Steph Curry and Peyton Manning last night in the Champions for Change exhibition golf match. I never thought I'd see Charles Barkley on the winning side of a golf match, um, but it happened with Phil Mickelson. No, none of us have, but shout yeah. to Phil Mickelson for carrying. Uh, tonight, <laughs> yeah, tonight is a big night. Tonight is the Mike J- Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight. It will happen tonight. It did not get canceled. It is happening. 1995? Are we in the This is the Mike Tyson fight. We didn't went back in time, but nothing else. The, the, the Tyson Roy <laughs> Jones fight is tonight. But you know what's funny? To me, that's not even the biggest fight on the card. I don't Robinson. know if y'all knew this, but Nate former Nick, Nate Robinson. <laughs> Is fighting YouTube star Jake Paul tonight on the undercard of this show. Oh, man. Oh, wow. This is gonna be, you can't make this up. Can't, can't make this up. I can't put into words how ridiculous Jake Paul is, right? <laughs> and how ridiculous this match is going to be between the two. No. It's going to be entertaining, though. It's going to be entertaining. Not going to hold you. But I said Nate Robinson's gonna get knocked out. Wow. Cause of the Nick thing? Because he's a Nick? Oh, because he's 14. No, because right, There's because as much as I don't like Jay Paul, Jake Paul, he could knock dudes out. And he has fought before. This will be and Nate Robinson's fought. first professional fight. I hope he catches him in the jaw too, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's gonna happen. I think he's gonna get embarrassed out there. And, and so Mike Tyson, Roy Jones tonight will be fought with 12 ounce gloves. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 Pete. Don't get into that. We're going to talk about that next. We're okay. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and next. then, so to wrap up quick hits for this week uh, in some unfortunate, uh, earth shattering sports sad news. 
this week. Argentinian football legend Diego Maradona died this week at the age of 60 of a heart attack, two weeks after being released from a hospital following brain surgery. Uh, if you've never watched soccer, um, Maradona is known for one of the most famous moments in the history of the sport, the goal known as the Hand of God. Uh, back in 1986, the World Cup quarterfinals, when Maradona scored against England, uh, again, the, the goal known as the Hand of God goal. Uh, and he also, for many uh, modern-day soccer fans may remember him also coaching the Argentinian soccer team and being probably the most fiery coach in the 2010 World Cup. Uh, and that was that was my exposure to Maradona. I am one of those casual soccer fans that really only watches during the World Cup um, and got really kind of wrapped up in who is Maradona and a friend of mine who's a really big soccer fan. It's like, oh, my God, this guy's – a legend. Um, and so uh, dead at the age of 60 this week uh, has been laid in state in Argentina, national funerals. The Pope has uh, sent wishes. Uh, many people from around the world sending wishes. Diego, uh, Diego Maradona uh, passed away at the age of 60 this week. So we obviously send our, our prayers mm -hmm. and our thoughts to everyone in Argentina and everyone who is a soccer fan and especially the Maradona family uh, for their loss this week. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our, once again, unsponsored Quick Hits for November the 28th. Wonderful, delightful. Now, um, you touched on this pillow fight that we're about to see tonight. Um, <laughs> um, it's so much... Disrespectful. It's so, so much that's not happening with this fight, but as you said... Um, I'm tired of that. Boy, come out. I'm tired of Matt saying stuff is disrespectful, right? <laughs> oh. where, on, where on God's green earth or Al Gore's internet have you seen <laughs> box? I'm just saying, get a man a shot. We gave CM Punk a shot. Give Nate Robinson a shot. He CM might Punk actually also... fight. But CM, CM... Punk, the okay. thing is, CM was Punk was also training for a couple Right? Now, Nate Robinson, I don't know who convinced him to do this, right? Jake Paul, like him or not, right? That kid has a – you see, it's hard for me to even get the words out of my mouth. He got hands. He got hands. <laughs> he got hands. <laughs> as much as he is controversial, he has hands. You know what I'm saying? You know who I, who I would love to see knock out Jake Paul? Conor McGregor. Yes, please, God. But it's not going to be <laughs> Nate Robinson, right? Nate Robinson is an under is the underdog in this fight, according to DraftKings and all other uh, betting sites. How many? Well, by what spread? Um, I'm telling you now, Dre. Paul, if Paul, Nate Robinson knocked Jay Paul out, we going on after the year, right after the fight. Paul, Paul minus two twenty five. Uh, <laughs> Robinson one plus one sixty five. That's not that far apart. But let me Matt. take you Matt. Nate Robinson <laughs> is going to lose. I mean, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. How many rounds is this supposed to be? Twelve? I think it's supposed to be a regular fight. Yeah. Wow. Yo, Tate just gave Tate just gave you the Roman Reigns fight, just straight to the point. <laughs> I can't I can't back Nate Robinson up because he's not a fighter. We don't like. We play football and basketball. I don't really know you what know, Nate Robinson way, is capable of. Aside from that Denver Nuggets, bro, I don't know what he's capable of. 
Scooby-Doo. That doesn't count. That doesn't count because he punched Dre, and ran. And just want to just want to know, let you know, Dre. Uh, <laughs> after last night, and we'll talk about this more later on in the show. Mm-hmm. But after last night's episode of SmackDown, uh, I will no longer call him Roman. His name will be Marcellus Reigns. <laughs> Okay, his name is Marcellus Reigns, and he does not look like a you-know-what. Oh, wow. All right, so let's get into the pillow fight, and here are the facts <laughs> of this pillow fight. So, no knockouts allowed. So, oh, real quick. No ju- been- Listen, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. No knockouts allowed. No judges at ringside. Winner will not be declared. If a cut <laughs> occurs, the fight is over. Eight rounds for two minutes each. Um, Israel Adesana, Adesana, um, is, yep. yeah, is commentating. This is an exhibition. No bets are allowed. So there's a what couple a- of discrepancies there, Dre. Okay. Um, there's been there's been a big question about the no knockout rule. Um, changed. I think yeah. I heard that, that they changed it, so now right. they're allowing the knockout. Yeah, that's that's Ooh. been that's been changed. The cut rule is only for serious cuts, so they can get cut. But if they're bleeding profusely or there's any kind of cut where there's a lot of blood, that will stop the fight immediately. So it's not just for any cut. Um, and uh, there will be 12 ounce gloves which are bigger than regulation gloves. And also there will be judges, but there will not be official uh, judges that will be scoring the fight. They will have like – the They'll have former fighters, former fighters judging the fight for fun. This is like an American Idol boxing match. <laughs> this, this protection for Roy Jones' jaw. That's what it is. I kind of felt the same way too. If any of these rules are broken – what are the consequences if there's no winner? There isn't. I mean, what 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 are we doing this for? And does this go on the boxes record? Party, right? No, it's an exhibition, so it will not it will not go on their official records because it's an exhibition match. It's not an official match. The funny thing, oh, the funny thing is, I, I believe the WBOs had to say the WBO had to sanction the fight, which is weird. So why you have all these all these focaccia rules? But then the official boxing body had to still sanction the fight. I, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, but I agree money, with man. Matt. I agree with Matt. I think a lot of this is to protect Roy it's Jones. Me a lot of the rules that Mayweather put the fight Pacquiao. Yep. Boy, don't start this. Don't start this. Don't. We ain't going to do this. This is not what we're going to do. We're not doing this right now. No, 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 so, can I make an observation? So, Ashley, don't do this. If you, if you didn't um, hear the episode two episodes ago, um, we were talking about the boxing li- list from Boxing Rec. This is the list right here, right? As Keep it up, Keep going Let me see this list. Keep it up. Right. So, okay. it shows Floyd at the top. Manny after him, and you see everywhere else. And there's a lot of um, you know, names list. List missing. There's a lot of names missing, but this is based off um, a point system that box, Boxing Rec has, and uh-huh. it turned into an hour conversation about Floyd Mayweather a fight. and a Manny fight. Pacquiao. The fact that Tyson, again, the fact that Tyson's not fight. on that well, list. I have a it real issue. Board. It was a yeah. handicap match. The fact that Tice is not do. on that list, there's no, there's no way. But I just wanted to make a quick observation, real quick. Mm-hmm. Why does Matt look like them dudes that got three jobs, driving a cab, telemarketing at the same time? Uh, That's what I got that kids, is. man. I, I love it. I love I it. I got kids, is. man. 
He needs to get mad terrible. at him. Uh, he slayed a shirt. I got kids. Yeah. So, but kids, since we're on, man. since we're on, Matt, Matt, what are your yeah, thoughts well, of this pillow fight that's about to happen? Well, like I said earlier, it's protection for Roy Jones' jaw. Uh, let's let's just be clear. Tyson Tyson is no, he's no weak hitter. He connects at least two, or, or, or that uppercut, and it's over. It's over. Roy Jones is only going to last in this match if it goes the distance. So it's a protection base. Uh, why is it still going on? It's a money grab. Everybody want to see Tyson fight. It don't matter that he got knocked out a, a couple times and lost a couple fights and bit a man's ear. He's still Mike Tyson. He's a draw. Roy Jones is a yeah. draw too. Everybody wants to see a fight, even 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 though it is a a, a, a shit show in the in in in, in the basis of it because it just doesn't make sense to be a fight to have all these rules. But it's a cash grab. That's all it is. But I'm picking Tyson. Are y'all ordering the fight? Is anybody huh? gonna pay the fifty dollars for the fight? No. I'm not paying it. I got it for free. <laughs> yeah, same here. Same here. I got, I, I got it. I got it illegally. I, I'm, I'm uh, from Brooklyn, and, I, and that's my that's my excuse, and I'm sticking with it. Um, so I get stuff free. Yeah, I have a beautiful a beautiful Fire Stick uh, streaming service that I use that allows me to get pay per view channels and things. So I, I'll probably watch it there for free as well. Um, but I I would not pay fifty dollars for this fight. I agree with Matt. Right, like. It's Tyson, and that, that's what's getting everybody, right? You, yeah. Everybody wants to see what Tyson's got left. And listen, whoever is running Tyson's social media, whoever was doing the um, – whoever was the publicist and the PR people for this fight knew exactly what they were doing when they were posting all those workout videos with Tyson looking like a beast, all them training videos with him looking like a monster. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of his old clips have been, like, re-edited of him on – of him on interviews, like sounding crazy and sounding like like he ain't all there yet uh, again, and so you know a lot of the the the, the buildup for this fight has it has never been oh watch Tyson fight Roy Jones. It's just been watch Tyson, watch Tyson. Roy Jones is Roy Jones is just there to get paid, right? I think it was you know Roy Jones stepped up and they got a big enough name, but I think this I think this was almost going to end up being Tyson versus just somebody. <laughs> Yeah. And thankfully, a bigger, a big enough name in Roy Jones stepped up for it. I got to agree with Matt, though. Uh, listen, I'm not I'll sleeping on Roy Jones. Roy I'll Jones, there are people. That was stupid. There are people. Just... No, no, there are people who live for Roy Jones Jr. And in his own right, in his own right, Roy Jones Jr. is a great fighter. Yeah, you know he's one of the best, right? But stepping in there against a monster. And it, here's the thing: if Tyson walks into that ring with the mindset. That Tyson used to walk in the ring with, it's gonna be a long night for Roy Jones Jr. I tell you that much. If Tyson walks in calm and cool, just like, oh, I'm just gonna play around, this is gonna be a waste of $50 for a lot of people. I think a lot of people wanna see Tyson go in there like, like a tiger and throw at least one or two big ones. They wanna see Roy Jones run for his life at least once. <clears throat> what do you think, Ashley? Thank you, because my mom oh. uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Tyson about to catch a body. Like, for real. Like, this is, <laughs> you know, uh, to be honest, I almost forgot about this fight. Um, because I thought it was supposed to be earlier in the year. I thought it was supposed it was. to be, like, uh, in September. 
I think like September-ish, and then they moved it to this weekend. So, um, you know, I'm going to get it for free as well. I'm not spending $50 on this fight, uh, mainly because of the rules. I think if it was going to be a little more to it, um, I don't know, maybe... I mean, I don't. It, this isn't something that they're gonna be doing a lot going forward. This is just a one-time thing. I mean, this is not, you know, Tyson coming back and he's gonna be fighting every so often or every couple of months, is it? I mean, it's not gonna be something like that. That's so, yeah, no, nah, yeah, I, Tyson gonna catch your body. And I love Roy Jones Jr. was my favorite boxer back in the day. So he was he was my fave. Um, you know, for the ladies out there, a lot of that was because he was cute. Um, but uh, outside of that, yeah, he was one of my favorite boxers, but nah, he's not sitting. Y'all seen the videos of Mike? Do y'all have y'all seen this man's damn right hook still? He's 80, he's 80 years old, and the man still <laughs> is hitting the way he's hitting. So, look, I, I, it's gonna be a long night, like you said. I agree, Queen. All right, so, um People know that I have a personal bias for Mike Tyson because, you know, he's known a lot of members of my family. We both have the Brownsville-Brooklyn connection. And, you know, people from Brownsville, you could be a 70-year-old crackhead in Brownsville and still know how to fight and put people on the ass. <laughs> so regardless of what happens, I feel like Mike looks better than he's looked in 20 years. Um, I feel as if, if it weren't for the rules... I think we'd have a more engaging contest. I think, and I agree with Peter, um, the PR aspect of this, you know, me being a PR branding person, um, it definitely, definitely built up the hype so that if Mike Tyson would have fought anybody, it still would have been a big deal. I think that so far this pay-per-view has shattered recent records in pre-buys, pre-event buys. And, mm -hmm. uh, I think that what what are you going to expect from a fifty four year old man and a fifty one year old man? Like, are you really going to expect them to go out there and really like? Tay, you said this fight has broken the record for wow recently. Yeah, here, you know what I'm saying? But it's been breaking pre event pre buy records. That's what I've heard on the yeah, market. They've, they've had very good, uh, very good numbers on pre buys. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, do I think it'll do better than Pacquiao Mayweather or McGregor Mayweather? I don't think so because maybe because the price is half. Oh, wow. Oh, because Mayweather's not fighting. Stop it. First of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, because at the end of the day, the Mayweather fight was $100 to watch him run from his opponent almost the entire time. Oh, that's every fight, girl. They, okay. But they paid for it, though. And but they paid for it, though. He paid $100 they paid for to it, watch though. him skate from Manny Pacquiao for eight years. I watched right? him be great. Until that's he, what I paid $100 until he finally for. Watched, until he finally, finally fought Pacquiao, who started to look like Paul Bronson in one of those mm -hmm. Death Wish movies, Death Wish 3. Okay, he wasn't fighting Pacquiao, who was doing six hundred sit-ups, no rest. Yeah. Okay, so let all right, we're not even gonna go 
Yeah. And then you wonder why they made him take a peach test. He's like, he's done crack for years. He done crack for years. I don't care. He ain't ducked for no pack. That was actually what me and Tay were trying to do this by ourselves against Matt. Here we go. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, Pete. Y'all ain't need help for that. <laughs> Y'all need help for that. They ganged up on me. Y'all didn't even let that. me talk. They ganged up on me, didn't even let me talk. Yeah, you get, because you know why? Because it sounds like nonsense. But at the yeah, end of the day, yeah. I feel like this is a it's good. We it, it is, it is, it's it's, it is. Not. But it's it is not. though. But it is. It really it isn't. Is. Everybody who I talked to about that debate that didn't hear it said the same things me and Pete said. Apart from I, I've heard the same thing too. That said the same thing. That y'all was hating. Y'all was hating. Apart from because I believe. I believe Dre actually your opinion on this already. So the same people turn. who think we hating, the same people who think we were hating Matt, and the same people who paid a hundred dollars see Mayweather run are the same there people go. who got no money but somehow got seventeen pairs of jeans in their house right. hanging on the wall that never wore. So y'all basically agree. Oh, y'all basically oh, said oh, precursors for my original statement. Oh, y'all hate oh, on Mayweather because he's oh, not fighting, knocking people out in the first two rounds. No, he's a defensive fighter. Okay. I, listen, I love Spinks. I, I hate on Mayweather because he's overrated. Yeah, I love not in good service to have this argument. Cannot compare to and it, and you, know what, you know what, Tay? It could be because of what we grew up seeing the Tyson, exactly. the Evander Holyfields. I didn't see them running in no rings. No, I was going straight. No, Evander Holyfield. I didn't see this. He he so to me, I don't see the hype around Floyd Mayweather at all. I've never seen it. And I watched I watched a lot of guys because I watched a lot of old boxing as well. I lost I watched a lot of non-knockout guys, right? I watched Mosley fight. I watched Spinks fight. I watched Hitman Hearns fight. I watched Bayerga fight. I watched a lot of these guys fight back in the day. Trinidad, Adelo Hoya. These guys went 10, 12 rounds. Sometimes went to decision. Some of them maybe got a knockout here and there, but I wasn't really watching one, two. This is one of the reasons why I don't like heavyweight boxing a lot of time because a lot of it is just, oh, I'm just going to go for the knockout all the time. I want a good fight. So to say that I don't like Mayweather because he's not a knockout guy, no, I actually would love a guy who fights in the style that Mayweather fights, but I want something different out of them. And I feel like there's just a level to Mayweather that I do not like. This is not about Mayweather. It's about Tyson knocking out Roy Jones Jr., which is what we all want to see. And, uh, Tay, just to kind of jump on with something that you said real quick so we can wrap this up. Uh, Tyson told a story recently about how he went to go do his brain work and his doctor work to get cleared for the fight. And a doctor told him that he does not have, uh, for a 53-year-old man, he does not have the brain of a fighter because Tyson has not gotten hit a lot in the head. He didn't take a lot of, um, they did a, somebody did a comparison brain scan and they said that Tyson's brain at 53 looks miles better than Muhammad Ali at half his age, just because at the amount of punishment that Muhammad Ali took in terms of body, in terms of face blows and head blows, and Tyson didn't really take a Tyson didn't take Who a lot of. Who did that doctor? Because I don't believe it. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Tyson didn't take a lot of punishment. He, didn't he take, gave a lot. Tyson he got paid millions for middle, like 10 no, minutes no, of no, work. No, 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 no. He started to take a lot of punishment towards the middle and the end of his career. Yeah. Once he started to, I guess, against the um the Lennox Lewis's, against the um Evander Holyfields, getting back to my point before I was rudely interrupted by Matt, Evander Holyfield got bit, a piece of his ear bit off, and he still didn't run from Tyson. So that shows you what I think of Mayweather. But at the end of the day, I feel like tonight's going to be a bit of nostalgia. Everyone loves nostalgia. Everyone loves to relive the past. And yeah. I feel like this is something like a, you know, I remember in the Rocky movie, the one in 2006, they had the stimulated, like, if this person fought this person in their prime, who will win? And I feel like that's kind of bringing it to life. And I, I'm just excited to see. And unlike, and unlike y'all cheapskates, I'm paying my $50 to see them. No, I'm just going to watch the highlights. Cause, cause nah, I'm, I'm just going to watch the highlights, honestly, because of, like, with all the rule changes and everything, I'm kind of like, it's just the, the pre-fight feel. People don't really buy pay-per-views like they used to anymore. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, no, I get you the nostalgia that. factor behind it all. I yeah. got kids. I got to pay but, for Christmas. I, ain't no I, got, I got kids, too. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, um, I think it'll be cool. Let's see. Yeah. And then, you know, Ray yeah. Jones might surprise us all because you know, I, we I, haven't seen a lot about him. You know what I'm saying? He might not get beat up, beat up like... We don't think he's gonna get beat the beaten to death like right. people say, but we'll if, see. If, if in night fact night. Roy Jones, if in fact Roy Jones does knock out Mike Tyson, I will play. Um, we um, you must have forgot in its entirety Facts. at the beginning of the next episode. If it, if that, that happens, a dope song. But, but a um, dope song. let's let's get into some football. No, let's get into some NBA. First, oh, football football's gonna be funny. Ashley, how do you feel about King James? Oh, Lord. I think you know the answer to this question, and that's why like, that's why you're asking me. No, I I'm just outnumbered. want to know. I just want you. I just want you to know. I just want to know. Am I in a safe space here? You're in <laughs> a very safe space. I'm in a safe space. I'm. Just hey, not. Well, I am a you know known LeBron hater. I don't. Look, I I don't doubt what LeBron does. You know, mm -hmm. I, I know what LeBron gives. Um, I know what you know he's capable of. I know what he brings to teams and players. I know all of that. Um, best player of all time? Hell no. Mm. Um, he's top mm. five. Mm. Definitely, definitely, I agree. You, you got that. Top five. Um. I mean, what do you want to know? <laughs> I just want to. I, that was the. Pre, that's just. I just wanted them to know because I, 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 I see. I see what you post. I know. I, I know. But are you I busy know, on Saturdays weekly? <laughs> I know how Matt help. feels about LeBron and LeBron's fans. Fans. Thank so you, and right. it hit the the his the reason why he feels the way he feels about LeBron is because of the fans. 
Oh, that's a but, huge reason for me too. And I actually just came to that realization. I've mm -hmm. been being asked for the last couple of weeks for some unapparent reason, like crazy, why don't I care for him? It has nothing to do with his skill set. Uh, it has nothing, to do, obviously, nothing to do with what he is off the court. I mean, he's a hell of a man off the court. Um, but I, I realized I sat in my room and I thought about that question, and I'm like, you know what? I don't care for his fan base. Because yep. they, 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 they wait a minute. Wait a minute. Y'all think he can't be touched, and that's beyond me. Wait a minute. It's not flawless in the finals. You tell me that the LeBron fan base is worse than the Jordan fan base? Yes. No, man. Exactly what we're saying. To be fair, not to age here. Um, but I mean, I didn't. I wasn't really. That engaged in sports back when Jordan was this, you know. So to be fair, I didn't really get to experience the level of that fan base, but I have heard about it now. I know I have heard. It's still crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's still okay. crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like let me tell you something. I've heard, I've encountered, which is so crazy. Like the vice versa, I've encountered more LeBron haters than LeBron lovers. And I feel that, yeah, and I feel that because even from the, because people always compare him to Jordan, him to Jordan, him to Jordan. And you have so many people from the critics, from the talking heads, from, you know, NBA legends who always weigh in on this conversation were always giving the edge to Jordan, right? So I feel like LeBron fans, to me, have to kind of speak a little louder and kind of put, more respect on his name through the things that he does on the court, off the court, as a team player, you get what I'm saying, to kind of combat the noise. Because <clears throat> it's really hard to even compare the two players. They played in two different eras, two different leagues, and you can't really match them up. Because I feel like Jordan was a prolific scorer. LeBron was a prolific player. It's different to me. But when you come to the, comparing the fan bases, you have dudes in their 50s still talking about the Jordan heydays Acting as if Jordan played against all top level talent when back then it was just maybe an above average great player and a decent player that kind of were the cornerstones for the team. So it's two different eras. But the LeBron fan, um, I feel the LeBron fan argument is because you every since this kid came to the NBA, there's been the comparisons to Jordan. And I feel like of all the people who has been compared to Jordan between him and Kobe have been the only ones to kind of be like, hmm, maybe. Hmm, I can see where they're better. You get what I'm saying? Everybody else who's been compared to him has not lived up to the hype. Remember Kwame Brown? Ugh, God, no. Ooh, shit. Cocky mushrooms. Shit, tacky mushrooms. Stop. Shit, tacky mushrooms. Remember. When Michael O'Shea oh, loved Kwame Brown. When he first coming to the league, people were calling him the, the next Jordan. Yeah. But the, re the reason I asked the question that I did, like I said, because I wanted to surprise them because I know, and Matt always feels like he's by himself I'm when it comes to LeBron. But the Lakers, uh, the big, uh, one of the bigger stories in free agency right now, not besides the fact that Jordan spent tons of money on Gordon Haywood, um, just, uh, <laughs> yeah, we had a conversation about that last week. So, um, oh but the Lakers rebuilding their roster after, you know, um, winning a championship in the bubble this year, um, they had a pretty solid team around them. Pretty solid. Had, yeah. They had a pretty okay, solid you call team that around pretty, them. I, no, that was, 
that was more than a pretty solid team. I'm saying pretty solid for what LeBron usually has on his oh, yeah, team. Because you know, he usually has a third. Yeah, because he, he usually has a third without the, throughout the season. Oh here, you, oh, here you go, too. Okay, Matt. So, in terms of, in terms of that, um, how do you feel? What team stacks up best against the Lakers right now? Uh, because they have a whole bunch of legend, uh, not legends, but, you know, a whole bunch of vets and role players that are there to do their jobs. So, Ashley, I ask you, out of the team, the other 29 teams, which one of them would be able to stack well against the, um, the Lakers? Right now, I'd probably say mm, I'd probably go with Miami right now. Okay. I'd probably go with the Heat. The Heat just picked up somebody and it's escaping me. Who just went to Miami? Uh, Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley. That was a that was a good move for Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bringing back Gordon Dragic, apparently, uh, yeah, Gordon, you know, having Jimmy, uh, you made that phone call, apparently. Yeah, I am one of the individuals that believed, uh, that they for one would have taken it seven games had everybody been healthy from the jump. Everybody needed to be healthy from the jump so that Eric Spolstra could have done a better assessment of who goes where. Everybody needed to be available from game one of that finals. And then I said, with that, I said they would have gone seven games with the Lakers. I I said that they, because of the dogs in them, I thought that they probably had them in seven games, honestly. But the moment, I don't care what Laker nations, what LeBron James fans say, um, Goran Drogic was a big deal. All you got to do is look at it. All you got to do is pay attention to what they were doing before the uh, the all-star uh, situation and then COVID happened. So, but they were, Miami was balling out. All you had to do was watch what they were doing. They needed all of their pieces. They was like, obviously, I'm, and just in this sense, as far as needing all the, their pieces, like the Detroit Pistons, you know, with Tish Tayshawn Prince and Rip Hamilton, all of them mm-hmm. pieces matter. And um, I don't care how, I mean, the man was averaging 15, 16 points a game. Mm, that was kind of the margin that they were losing the games that they did lose by. So he could have been a difference maker. Uh, but right now, I think now, unless Brooklyn make a move, move, move. And we know what move I'm talking about. Uh. We've got uh, no. that's the only way I feel like today. I, I don't think they, I don't know if they get it there, but stacking up, uh, right now, I, I still like what Miami is doing. Um, yeah, I called Miami at the beginning of last year, and people thought I was like, I was tripping. I'm yep. like, Miami has the roster to win, yeah, again, but the, and I agreed with you, yeah, and and Tay agreed with I, me, and, and and you know, everyone was hype on this Giannis talk. And I was like, all right, well, you still got to play the Miami. You still have to play Miami. You still have to play either Philly or Boston. You have to you play Boston, yeah. some, some teams. Like, yeah. like I said, getting through Boston is hard. Like, no matter like, no matter how you look at like, I see Boston as a soft team, but it's, they're still a hard team to play against. Yeah. Um, I said the same thing about the finals. I kept saying, like, yo, it takes one game, and it will switch that whole series to seven. I mean, it's hard to but, listen something. It's hard to yeah. say stuff like that. It's like I felt like if I could have saw that a little bit more 
if the Heat were going up against the Clippers. I could have seen that being a best of seven series with the Clippers kind of losing, definitely losing to the Heat. But we have to remember that the greatest player of this generation is still on that court. And if LeBron and AD stay healthy, it's going to be hard to see any team really stack up against them towards until we get to the kind of middle end of the season. Like, mm-hmm. I agree with you, Ashley, that Miami, I think they kind of are coming back with a lot more experience than they had the season prior. I think that Spalestra is a very underrated coach. I feel like what he was able to do with that team is amazing. And I feel like, like Dre was saying, people were, people was doing a lot of Giannis talk, a lot of Kawhi talk, a lot of, you know, talk about these singular superstars who did nothing but tank. Well, don't get me started on them damn Clippers, girl. Don't get me started on them. They disappeared. <laughs> they disappeared. And the thing is, at the end of the day, this year, this season coming, I it's hard for me to see anybody but you know, just gauging where teams are right now. You know what I'm saying? The, the Nets are going to need some readjustment because like Pete and I have also said about um, Kyrie, you get what I'm saying? It's going to be an adjustment with a new coach, with mm-hmm. AD coming up, coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And then, and then I keep saying Kawhi. Kyrie is not known for being the most consistent player on the court. He's somebody that will give you 40 points and seven rebounds and, and 10 assists one game, and then the next game give you 15 points and 20 turnovers. You get what I'm saying? That's what the problem is. So I feel like with this coming season, when you talk about who will stack up against the Lakers, you're going to say who made some solid moves, I feel, meaning that they mixing the veteran talent with the rookie talent, you get what I'm saying, that creates a solid core. That was the type of core that kind of got Kawhi's spurs to where they were. Uh-huh. You get what I'm saying? So the Raptors, too. Yeah, the Raptors, too. That, that's that similar blueprint, right? So when you're talking about which teams are kind of stacking up there. It's hard to not talk about Tristan Thompson is a very, is an above average player, right? So he's nothing but a good addition to the Celtics. You get what I'm saying? The Celtics are looking better. Yeah, the Celtics are looking better. Wait, wait, wait. wait. He did go to, he went to Boston. Yes, he did. Why didn't that click for me like it should have? Yeah. When it comes to Tristan, it's always Kardashian talk and never basketball talk. So that's why something like that gets gets moved. Because when that move was announced, the first thing you heard was, oh, Chloe and True are going to be staying in L.A. while, you know, Tristan is in Boston. So no one, you know, at this point, it kind of flew under the radar. But when, it talks, when we talk about teams that are going to stack up against the Lakers in the Western Conference, of course you want to talk about Dallas with Luca and Krista, you know, Porzingis, right? My problem with them is Porzingis can't stay healthy. Mm. Whether his mentality on the court or his health off the court, there's always something that's missing from him being the next big thing. And, you know, of course, Luca kind of played lights out last year. Mm. I got my eyes on the Mavericks. I got my eyes on the Heat. I got my eyes on maybe the Celtics. And then on the Western Conference, unless the Clippers do something really drastic, 
we're gonna have the same exact results from them. They, they signed Serge Ibaka, didn't they? Yes. So that was a that was a good move, sir. For the for what they have, I feel like Serge was a yeah. Move. For for letting Harold leave and for adding Serge, I feel like that right. was a move. That that was like okay, we'll take that. But Serge is right. That was a good move. There I think Serge. I think Serge is better at what they would need, what they wanted Harold to do in terms of defense and in terms of stretching the floor. Yeah. But again, Harold is younger. Right. And he can develop that a little bit more. Meanwhile, you know, you have Serge coming close to the end, not saying he's done by a long shot, but it worked for them. That's the veteran leadership that they need with someone who's been to the finals, someone who's won the finals as well. Um, Kawhi. If people right. are still pushing this Milwaukee Bucks thing, you know, Giannis, I feel, is, is he was exposed as the exact, the type of player Dre and I and Matt has been seeing here. And I don't see them being the, the team. You know, the NBA thinks they're going to win over 70 games this season. Again? Yeah. Again? Yeah. Who they, who they, they, I saw their power rankings. They believe that Milwaukee is going to win over 70 games. Yeah, the Bucks could win 70 games. Two game season. Remember, the season is only 72 games this year. Yeah. So that's ridiculous to think that they are only going to lose two games. Oh, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Right. And their roster, their roster this year. It's not as good as their roster last the last no, two years. No. And like I said, they got solid pieces. I love the Drew Holiday thing. I absolutely love the Drew Holiday pickup for Eric Bledsoe. That made perfect sense. It's sure. just everything else was more or less like and then them botching that, that uh that signing trade because um back um Bogdanovich did, was like, Hey, I didn't agree to sign anywhere yet. <clears throat> and he's and he signed an offer sheet with with um Atlanta, Atlanta I think, which went through, right? Because they didn't match so, it. Yep. So, you know, that and even though that piece would have helped, that's not a that's not a world beater piece. You not you still got you still gonna have problems with Philly and Philly building their roster really quietly. And um we were talking about the Dwight Howard to Philly thing. That helps Joel and beat so much with him being injured all the damn time. Yeah, but um, not fully at all in the least bit. I'm just, right, <laughs> Pete. Nothing you two can tell me about Philly. I'm not so. Um. <laughs> so, listen, Miami. Miami has to be obviously number one on that list. They just came to. The, they just left the final. They were on the losing end of a tough finals. Um, you know, and and all their young players, especially guys like Tyler Hero and all of them, got a year of experience that they probably would not have gotten in a normal situation, right? You know, so a lot of experience on that team, uh, Jimmy and that, and a lot of that coming back. So I think that's they're obviously number one, right? They are, they are the losers of the finals. They got to be number one. Um, I do agree with the Nets, and I don't think the move needs to be made that Ashley is hinting at, right? Because I'm very big on not getting rid of a lot of our supplementary pieces. I think, obviously, re-signing Joe Harris was a great thing. But Spencer Didwitty, Clarice Levert, Jared Allen, I think these are very, very good players that the team was built around. Like, one of the reasons why, and I was a Nets fan from Jersey days, from Kenya Martin, Kerry Kittle days, the Jason Williams days, you know, and, and so for me, 
what helped build my Nets fan base was always watching them draft young players and develop it. So when Richard Jefferson and Kenya Martin and Kerry Kittles were growing with that team, it was great to watch. And then obviously adding Jason Kidd helped, right? And so to see what they've done with Dinwiddie Levert and Allen and Joe Harris and all of that has been fantastic. To supplement that with KD, and as much as I dislike Kyrie, even with a player of Kyrie's capabilities, Mm. With that core that's already there is a great thing to do. I don't want to blow up that core to go get a James Harden. Um, you know, I, listen, if I you're going to tell me, as I've said, and I've said this on many comment boards or whatever, if you're telling me trade Kyrie and trade maybe one or two, one of the supplementary pieces and a bevy of picks, and we're going to keep you know, um, Jared Allen, we're going to keep Joe Harris, we're going to keep either Dinwiddie or Levert, you know, and we're going to get hard. Okay, I'll do that, right? But to blow up the core, no. My issue with the Nets is as much as I love Jared Allen, he's not going to stand and bang with AD. He's just not, right? Um, and so the Nets need an interior presence. I think from an exterior, from, from the, from the three-point line and from the wings, they can handle what the Lakers are going to throw at them. I agree. A Kevin Durant kind of um, not minimize, but equal what LeBron's going to bring from the scoring aspect of the court. Um, Kyrie, I but think not from the defensive aspect. No, not from the defensive side. Not from the defensive side. Of course not. Um, I think Kyrie uh, can bring a scoring presence that uh, LA doesn't really have in the guards right now. And so between what KD can do and what Kyrie can do scoring wise, and with Joe Harris and them, you can kind of equal the points that you're going to get from your AD and your LeBron. And then I think the remainder of the Nets bench and role players are better than that of the Lakers role players outside of a Montrezl Harrell and things like that. But they don't really have an interior your presence their bench still is a little suspect so the nets still do need some pieces there my big pick in the west i'm a big luca fan i love dallas dallas needs to make some moves as well my pick in the west though and uh, a team that i think would really be good the denver nuggets Ooh, denver, denver nuggets which and and it really hinges on one player it hinges on nikola jokic Jokic has the ability, the size, the speed, and the talent to go with AD, right? He can rebound like a monster. He can play out to the wings. Mm -hmm. He has the size to really sit there. But can his cardio hold up? Can the boy really be able to stay on that court and bang with AD? If Jokic can help neutralize someone like Anthony Davis, then I think between Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Gary Harris, and if they get another supporting piece in Denver, you they can... Lost. You, right. They lost. What's the name? They lost... Uh, what's his name? I forgot his name. They let him walk. But um, I think Michael Porter yeah. Jr. is going to be a really good piece for them. Right? Huh? Michael Porter Jr. is going to be a really good piece. I think Michael Porter Jr. really growing into his role. If they can get one more piece, uh, a, a good small forward, maybe power forward, somewhere in there that can give them some tenacious defense and give them some extra scoring punch, I think Denver could really be a team that can shock. I would not be surprised to see Denver in a Western Conference Finals again. I would not be surprised to see a Denver upset a team like the Lakers. Um 
So for me, those are my two, uh, Denver and the Nets. I, I do think there are some teams, you know, that have pieces in place, um, you know, but a lot of it is really going to be on whether or not. And, and again, I say this again. I, I, I preface everything that I say about this upcoming NBA season with the idea of we do not know how the Lakers and LeBron are going to handle his minutes and his load management. If LeBron takes the first quarter to the first half of the season to pick and choose when he plays and relax and then comes in for the second half in the playoffs, I don't think there's anybody that stands up to the Lakers if they're playing their full team all season and LeBron's playing the, the equivalent of a half a season because LeBron James is a workout machine. The man is a monster on the court. I don't think there is anyone – when LeBron James is at a hundred percent efficiency, that's going to stand toe to toe with him to what he brings defensively and offensively on the court. Right? Uh, I agree with what Ashley said and what, and what Ashley said earlier. I have no disrespect for LeBron James as a player. Right? I think he is the greatest player of this era of the NBA. Just as Kobe was the greatest player of his era, Jordan the greatest player of his era, right? Um, in, in that degree, right? Um, and I think we, we that is cyclical. I think Luca will be the greatest player of the next generation for right now. Um, but wait, <laughs> <laughs> real quick, they lost Jeremy Grant. Yes, oh, that's how, yeah, there Jeremy Grant was a big, was big. big. Yeah. I, I didn't find a way to keep him, and that's why I think my I mind went in for that. Like you yeah. said, you right. gotta, they got to bring in another. Yeah, I think that's why my mind went directly to forward because I was thinking yeah. of a Jeremy Grant kind of player. I was actually more. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go. 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 Speaking about the Golden State Warriors, and I'm glad Shaq brought that up in the comments. Yeah. Now with the definitely about to just say that yeah, <laughs> the, tragic, the, the tragic injury of um Clay Thompson. Brings things into perspective for the Golden State Warriors. Now, we forget that we still have Steph Curry, mm-hmm. that team, who didn't have to be great for the Warriors to be great. He just had to be good. So now I feel that in order for the Warriors to be good, Steph Curry has to play great. And I feel that they still have the tools to be a playoff contending team. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, there's some magical things that Steph Curry was able to do without Clay being as effective, right? Now, do I feel that they have what it takes to kind of, you know, shut down the Lakers, shut down certain teams? Not really, right? But they are still a scary team. And I still feel that Steph Curry, because he is a great player that has not had to play great. You get what I'm saying? Now the the team is basically on his shoulders to kind of do what – they have the capabilities to do. Clay is an added bonus. He's just another dagger in the coffin, right? But Shaq, I yeah. feel like the um, the the Golden State Warriors are still a scary team. They're not going to go anywhere this year. Tay, I wonder though. I, I question this, and I agree with everything that you just said. I really do. My question is: Can Steph Curry maintain that level of play? For an entire season, or and will it wear him out? Because I can see, I can see Steph being great, and Steph being a transcendent player. He definitely has that ability, as you said. But you know, we don't know what Wiseman is going to be yet, right? I'm not going to depend on Draymond Green to be a 20, 20 a game scorer. I mean, the man's the best Swiss Army knife in the game right now, but that's it, 
right? Um, you know, so can they, Steph they, had a good, they got a good pickup with Kelly Oubre too? I like that. Yeah, they they did. Oubre Oubre is, is yeah. But my yeah, question is, can that's Steph? That's what I was about to say. Can exactly Steph be that great that many times? I mean, if we're talking, and again, this is the West. If this was the East, if this was the East and the Warriors were in the East, listen, the Warriors, even with Steph being great 50% of the time, would probably make the Eastern Conference Finals without a problem. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Know, we know how much of a problem that West has been over the last decade or so. And, and I wonder, can the Warriors win 50 games? with Steph Curry being great and still have enough left in the tank for the playoffs. I think they can get there. Mm -hmm. Will they have enough left in the playoffs? I think so. Also, also you got to keep in mind the other teams. Like, I'm not going to sleep on the Blazers. And I like what Phoenix is doing. CP3 to Phoenix. And they just picked up Jay Crowder um, as well. So that's that's another team that – not going to be a problem for the Warriors, but I'm just saying that's just another team that usually ain't no damn issue. That's I worry about Portland. I worry about Portland, Ashley, because I don't have a lot of faith in Jokic uh, as much as I do uh, like a guy like a Jokic. I don't have enough faith in Jokic. And I feel, like, I feel like there's not much there besides Lillard uh, and, 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 um, and McCollum. You know, there's not really much there. They're a very guard-dependent team. They're a very big shot. Dep- you know, Damian Lillard reminded me a lot of, like, the, the, the early gay, the days of Chauncey Billups. So you got to hit that big shot, right? And we know Lillard could drop 50 without trying. But I feel like they need a couple more pieces, too. I don't think Melo is – I mean, he's really great. I think he's a great six-man now. He's going to really, you know, help that bench elevate. I don't think they have enough to take the load off of Lillard, and that's where I worry about Portland. I think they have enough when it comes to stacking them up against the Warriors. Oh, yeah. They got enough. So that's just what I mean. I mean, we're only talking about eight slots here. Um, Just say that the Rockets don't make no move, and James Harden and Russ stay. They're they're in the West. I'm just saying they're gonna get to they're gonna get to the the playoffs. Um, that's that's not gonna not happen. So I'm just saying in regards to those eight spots, is some teams that you got to keep in mind there. As much as we would want. Now, if if Steph if Clay was there, oh, without a doubt, if if Clay was there this year and they was working with you know all three of them heading the team and then the other pieces around, um, I got them sitting in the fifth seat, the Warriors. If and I you like, can never count out. You can I never count the Spurs like, out of the playoffs. This part, no matter, I, 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 I got them higher. I got them higher, I got them higher than the fifth seed. I'm talking about the Warriors with Clay and Steph. Okay. okay. Yeah, I would. I would still have them as high as a third. Oh. I would have them as high as a third. That's tough for me because no, I, 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 I think so. When you think about it, Houston did nothing. Nothing of note. You get what I'm saying? They they signed Boogie. That was but, it. but listen, going to have a horrible season. Yeah. Listen, the, look, I don't care what y'all say. They still got Kawhi Leonard. They still have <laughs> George. They still have reliable oh, guys. I, and I hate to say this, and I mean this with all the disrespect to him. He's trying to disrespect. Pandemic P. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. All George is Hold on, I want to hear your opinion on it, and then I want to hear Matt Matt's thoughts. Go ahead, I want to hear your opinion. Well, it happened better than Paul George. No, I'm just saying in regards to if if Clay was available, would they be in the Thursday? I'm not gonna dismiss 
uh, Utah. Obviously, uh-huh. we would probably have the Lakers sitting yeah. in the first seed. Um, I'm not going to dismiss the Clippers sitting. You know what I'm saying? I'll have them at fourth. I, I, I like Utah still. So here's my question, though. About Donovan Mitchell. Who, who's out? Who's out? So here's the eight. Here's the eight from the West. Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Thunder, Jazz, Mavericks, Trailblazers. You had the Grizzlies in the play-in game. You got the Suns. Right? Take the Thunder out of there, boy. If we're saying that the Warriors come back, right? If we're saying the Warriors come back, we're saying, well, okay, so that, that, that means okay, we take the Thunder out and we got the Warriors in. Okay. Right. So now you got the, 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 the bottom three. The bottom three teams were the Jazz, the Mavericks, and the Trailblazers in the West this year. We gotta bump up the. We gotta definitely bump up the Mavs, right? For this year, we yeah. gotta Mavs won't be a top five seed, man. But like, Mavs Mavs top five seed. but like you said, uh, Tail, or I don't know if you said it, Pete. That is so contingent upon KP. Like their their success, yeah, like they healthy. Yeah. He gotta stay healthy. He gotta I would say that brought that up, yeah. Right. And, and then, he has um, to mature. Out of the, the, the eighth, out of the West, right? Yeah. So you have right the, the the teams that were out of the playoffs were the Grizzlies, the Suns, the Spurs, the Kings, the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, and the we Warriors. Really care about all of them, all right. So let's let's go over who's the top eight, right? <laughs> well, those are the teams that were out of the playoffs. So yeah. any of those teams they move in, and they stay now. Except for but, the except for the Warriors, right? Say the Pelicans too. The Pelicans, they got a decent team too to make a run for the AFC. You can't say that. But you gotta also the remember Zion there It's play, but very hard to be. It's very hard to be a decent team on the Western Conference and right. make the playoffs. Right. You know what I'm saying? The, the Western Conference has been stacked up. You got so, 155 games this season. season. On a 72 season game, you yeah. got 155 this year. Well, they got Ingram, right? They got Ingram in in New Orleans, right? Yeah, they just re-signed Ingram. Yeah, so you got Ingram, you got Zion. uh, I mean, I have to agree with Matt. I think a whole season of Zion Williamson, another a second season of Zion, I think that team can really take a next step. So I think you have the Warriors, the Pelicans, the Suns, and possibly the Spurs as four teams that we got to worry about, okay, yeah. That could make a run for a six, a six, seven, or eight seed. And it already is stacked I west. Can't, no, I can't no, give no, you no, the no, Spurs no. only because uh, they try to get Aldridge, Aldridge, Aldridge and DeRozan are on the block, and yeah. those are your those are your vets. And then if you have them on the block, apparently Rudy Gay is going to go in the trade as well. So yeah. again, until they either break- blow up that team, Dre, until they either mm-hmm. blow up the team or Popovich retires, I will never count the Spurs out of a possible playoff appearance. I said this I last year, and the Spurs and didn't make the playoffs. So. Fucking Parker's been gone. Matt. I understand. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, I I feel like the Suns. I feel like everybody's sleeping on the Suns. I, I do see them as a top five. Ashley brought up the Suns. Ashley did bring up the Suns. I do see them as a top five or sixteen. Uh, Golden State, they're going to make the playoffs. It's just a matter of they're going in the first round because they don't have that that excellent scoring power in the backcourt with Clay and Steph. So it does run the question of how long can Steph Curry stay healthy with this whole burden being put only on him, in a sense, as far as the scoring power, because granted, there's the Wiggins. He's a superstar on the team. It should be I'm a well honor. It, no, what I mean is, 
the main focus is going to be Steph Curry, where it wasn't just Steph Curry. It was Klay Thompson that you had to worry about, too. So now you're putting that 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 second that second um defense on Andrew Wiggins. You putting that defense on him when you ain't got to worry huh? about Clay on the wing. Now you got to worry. It's all focused on exactly. Steph. Um, Steph you can double team Steph. But these are until Kelly Oubre becomes a permanent option for them. And again, these we don't know what Wiseman's going to be yet. So if Wiseman said about Steph not really having to play great. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to be expected to play great, and right. y'all saw, exactly. and, and especially you, Matt. Yes, you so high on Draymond, right? Now, okay. if Draymond, let me tell you something: if Draymond don't step up as that second option, like he's supposed to be, as the big three, like you said, you get what I'm saying? He will be exactly what I say he is. But I don't understand why we're even looking to Draymond for that. Uh, I'm as part of the big three, am I bugging Dre? As no, I, no, because I have no, because I have two based on what he does for the team. I right. don't expect him to be no a twenty-point a game scorer. It's not about the I do expect him to mean a complete player. Now, oh, hundred percent. All the pressure now is on Steph, but that pressure has to be on Draymond too. Meaning of course, he's gonna have to be that. So what if he scores 15 points? He's going to have to be expected to score 20 at this point. I mean, I I think, like, to counter count count that, Ooh, to counter that, that more, <laughs> to counter that more. How y'all gas up Draymond. Like it's he, not gassing him up. No, I'm not, I'm not like gassing him up. I'm not him a little bit. You've got I don't him. gas him up. I told him. He, I said he's, a, he's part of the big three. And back in um that 2016 season, um when uh-huh. I think that's the year that they went 73 and nine. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's 2016. I was of the I was of the mindset that for that team, Draymond Green was the MVP for that team. You the heart, the soul, the dog. The, but that's just what he gave. I'm. Five points a game was fine for Draymond when you got the likes of Clay and Steph, but we're talking about what he get wise, what he get defense wise. To expect that man to put up twenty points a game—that's not what we were really looking to him for when it comes to talking about the big three. But it just sounds like, but it sounds like it sounds like excuses to me because at the end of the day, (laughs) can I finish my? That's why you know he jumped in seventy-five percent into the conversation. Well, if you want to be honest, it was the question directed to me, and I didn't even get it out yet. So no, but you want to be? We wasn't finished. The the original question that Pete pro that Pete put to me was, how do I see the Eastern the Western Conference? Ranked from one through eight. So when you jumped into the you jumped into the podcast, I was gonna answer that question, and then we were gonna go to you for final thoughts. That's All what right. it was to be technical. This is such a great family. I just I remember yeah. Dre asking let's me talk, my opinion, and I, let's talk what yeah. we know. 
but I I, I did and in, in defense, I did opinion. ask him after like while okay. we were talking like in the middle of that conversation I asked him his opinion on the on the Warriors too. So I he he, so the, the he is right. Is, we, but the question the original question was pointed to you. The, yeah. I said the ri- I, that's what I just said. The original question was pointed to you. I said in the middle of the conversation, I did ask Matt a question too. But um, I didn't even get to finish the answer. My damn. That's question. what I'm about to say. I'm just about to tell you to finish. Finish up. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so how I see the Western Conference, if I have to rank from one to eight, and yes, mm-hmm. Draymond's definitely going to have to step up. How y'all gassing him up? Yes, he's going to have to step up. I, that's what the expectation is based on the reputation. So period. So if I had to go by it, I would say it's going to be Lakers at the the top seed, right? Lakers number one. I'm going to have to go with the Clippers at two, to be real. Um, I want to say Golden State at four, four or five. Who's at three? Who's at three? Uh, You see, I'm going to toss up between Dallas. I can see Dallas being a number three. Mm-hmm. If Krista, if Porzingis and uh, Luca plays the way they're supposed to, you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Um, I'm just trying to think. It's everything is kind of up in the air for me after that. For everybody that's that's like listening, this is in the eve. This was if Clay was healthy, right? This is not without Clay being healthy. No, not- I think this is right now. This is right, oh, now. right now. Okay, okay. Yeah, my, my question to Tay was: I know Tay said that if Clay was healthy, she would put them at a third. Oh, if Clay was healthy, put right. him at a third. Okay. Without Clay, put him at fourth or fifth. Oh, yeah. okay. Because look at some of that. Because to be honest with you, we're always going on what ifs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if they do this, then this. You get what I'm saying? But with we know that Steph Curry is a great player. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like he's surrounded by very good players. You know what I'm saying? That could bail him out at certain nights. So the thing is, I don't see Houston making much of a noise anymore at all. Um, uh, Russ and James Harden? Let's just say I feel like that was a a failed experiment. I agree. I I feel like it was failed, and I think they need to blow them up. They need to be gone. I don't. I don't. I don't like the addition. I don't think James Harden is a superstar, and I think Russell Westbrook kind of gets a lot of the heat for a lot of the things that other superstars are able to skate on, and I don't think that's. I agree. Yeah, but that's I it. Agree, Matt. What? It, who's the to the um like the the topic question? Who's the team you see competing with the Lakers this season, East or West, or East and West? Um, East, I feel like it's still going to be a, a real with Miami. They got better. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's Miami and Boston and um and Brooklyn on the East. But as far as the West, I don't feel like the Clippers got better. Granted, they um they picked up Serge Ibaka. Sure. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily a lot. Here's the argument: a lot of people are saying with them losing Harold. That that they 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 got better with the Abaka pickup because of the defensive and the rebounding and everything, and he already has like chemistry with Kawhi, but they lack a point guard. No disrespect to Patrick Beverly, but they lack a point guard, a, a traditional point guard. So the fact that they don't have nobody controlling their offense, a lot of that burden is on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and 
that experiment clearly didn't work out. So, you know, I don't feel like the Clippers got better necessarily to compete with the Lakers. The Lakers mm-hmm. ran rough shot through free agency. And it and it, and it's crazy. They got Schroeder. They lost Danny Green, thank God. <laughs> they, picked up, they, they picked up Gasol. You know, it's, 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 they, they did what they were supposed to do. They look better than they did when they won the championship. So who's going to beat them in the West? I don't see nobody beating them in the West. That's just what it is. You have the two and top let me just say, players. If LeBron James is the reason why both Gasol brothers get a championship ring, like from the Lakers, because Mark why got one. Gasol even thinking about playing again? Since no, I think Mark Mark's with the Lakers now. I know, but I'm talking about Powell. Powell's thinking of coming back? No. Since that, when? That wouldn't even make sense. I heard about that last night. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. He's not going to come back. That, but, that makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, looking at right now. And Mark the, needs to sit down, too. It's, it's almost, he's almost at the twilight as well. Yeah, he has two years on, he has a two-year deal with no option, so this is looking... Too. This is looking like this is it, but it's it's not big money. This is this is this is. I don't care if it's for free. Minimum. He has he's getting the minimum, the veteran minimum to to play. So Matt, your thoughts on the Warriors, real quick before we uh before we jump into some football. Again, but, like I said, um, yeah, they'll be a playoff team. They just won't make the first. They won't make it out the first round. Uh, mm-hmm. it, that's too much on Steph, and we all know Steph gets hurt a lot. You know, they're going to have a minute restrictions on him regardless because you got to preserve him because he's their scoring part. He's their scoring power. So, yes, it's it's reasonable to say, like, yeah, Draymond has to step up and he has to probably put up more than 12 points per game, which, is, which I think is what he averages, if I'm not mistaken. He has to take on the bigger offensive load. But that's where Andrew Wiggins is probably going to have to step up too as their second – their second option. Now, granted, he's nowhere close to a Clay Thompson, but he can score. It's it's on record. He can score. He's just not a great shooter. So they have the pieces in play to make a run to get to the playoffs. They just won't be far in the playoffs without Clay Thompson. Right. So that that's that's my opinion on that. Hundred ten percent. I think again, if so. Wiseman, if Wiseman and Ubre end up being something, and Steph. Can get them there. I wouldn't be surprised if 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 Ubre and Wiseman really flesh out, and as Matt said, Wiggins really starts to expand his game. They could still be very dangerous in the playoffs, but Steph's gonna have to get them there. Yeah, and again, put too much on him, and he gets hurt. Like last year, they, he didn't have he didn't have kill last year. He broke his hand. You know that. that that, that wears a lot on your body, and we all know he has a history of ankle problems, also. So, just as an update, I was looking uh, looking up what Tate mentioned. Uh, apparently, Gasol uh, now is fully healed from that foot injury that knocked him out for like the last year and a half, two years. Um, and he does have interest in either finishing his only two places, either finishing his career with Barcelona uh, in Spain, or um, you know, with the Lakers. So I mean, you listen. Oh no, I know you come with facts, but I just wanted to read it with my own eyes. Like, wait, this, this, this is like, what is going on here? You know what? Mm-hmm. If the man could beat Udonis Haslam for the Lakers, I'm with it. Nobody can beat Udonis Haslam the way Udonis Haslam could be Udonis Haslam. This is right. Udonis Haslam is he's the last been on the bench. 
in the NBA. He's been on the bench forever. So, <laughs> me and Tay was talking about this before. He's been on the bench for a while. The man, But he's the man's been, got what, three rings? He's getting paid. He's getting an NBA player's salary to, to he's coach a, the bench. Yeah, he's the, the last the player coach in the NBA, uh, mm-hmm. and the man's got three rings. Yeah. So, uh, Ashley, these Steelers, <laughs> these ten, uh, <laughs> these ten and Steelers. Steelers, these ten and O Steelers, um, they play against the Ravens this week. Um, Mr. Action Jackson has uh, has been said that he has come down with COVID. He tested positive. Um. My question to you, my original question was, can the um, Steelers run the table once they once they beat the Ravens? Well, James Conner got tested positive for COVID, too. Yeah, but he yeah. ain't been that big. He's, yeah. Yeah. All due respect, yeah. he hasn't been that big of a deal for the Steelers this year. Not this year, yeah. Um, And and before before Ashley gets into that question, let me just really quickly drop the, 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 the schedule. Steelers play the Ravens this week. Then they will play the Washington football team, the Buffalo Bills, the Bengals, the Colts, and the Browns. They're going to lose to one of those mediocre teams, you'll see. I don't think they're going to lose to the mediocre team, but I think that they're going to lose to the Bills. Ooh. I think that the Bills will probably lose that game. I don't think um, – the reason why I'm not sh- – let's just say that they didn't lose against the Bills. Um, I think that just – Typically, typically every team does or any smart coach and we know how intelligent how awesome Mike Tomlin is um, I can see them maybe going 15 and 1 only because they'll sit there player for those last game or two mm-hmm. to preserve them for the playoffs um, so maybe not you know but I, I feel like They'll probably end up sitting those players. It's, it's, I don't, Mike Tomlin, look, him and Ben Roethlisberger, they did look, it's bigger than the record for them. Let's go 16 and 0. Nah, they're trying to get another championship. So, you know, risking your players those last two games if you don't have to and you're already sitting at 14 and 0. No. But outside of that, I really feel like that the Bills could probably give them a run for the money. Time out. History has been made. Vanderbilt Sarah Fuller kicks off to open the second half of the game, becoming the first woman to play in a Power Five college football game. She kicked off the the second half uh, kick. She kicked off the first one. She kicked off the first. Too. No, she didn't. She didn't. Oh, she okay. Didn't. Dope. Congratulations to her. Yes, congratulations. That's amazing. Uh, but let's um, say this about the Steelers really quick. Let's get back to yeah. this. Go ahead. I just yes. wanted that was a breaking news there, right? Okay. There. Yeah, definitely. Um. But with the Steelers, I am not convinced of this 10 and 0 record. God damn it, I know they don't make the schedule. But let's not act yeah. like they play these, you know, mega teams. I mean, they played the Ravens, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they beat them, obviously. But I mean, come on, let's not. Oh, you, you know what? Let me back up a little bit. Can I read? Did y'all see Juju's tweet? Did y'all see Juju's tweet from this past week about why, them? Now, why, why, why they why they letting yes. Juju? Why they letting Juju on? Yes, that's think, irritating. Yeah, like Juju, shut up, please. Be <laughs> quiet. 
He said, first, the NFL takes away our bye week because another team can't get their COVID situation together. And now they take away our Thanksgiving primetime game for the same reason. Shaking my head. Uh, Newsflash. Spoiler alert. Juju Smith-Schuster. We are in the middle of a pandemic. And you knew what the possibility of this stuff was when you decided not to opt out of your season, when you decided to play. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's going to be changes. There's going to be modifications. Uh, it shouldn't matter if you're prime time or not. God did. The, the whole country has their eyes on y'all. Y'all are the only defeat, undefeated team. Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you looking for? Clearly, I mean, do they get paid more money to do like prime time games? Or do I don't they- think. I, I do I think there is a pay bump for the Thanksgiving game. Um, but I, yeah. I assume the NFL might still give them the bump because it was originally scheduled Thanksgiving game. Right. I, I will say, though, the one credit I will give to Juju, and we have spoken about this on this show. Uh, he does make a good point about teams not getting their house in order, right? Everything else that he said is just hyperbole, keep it to yourself. But the the inability for teams to get their houses in order when it comes to this COVID situation is something that we've spoken about a, a million and a half times. And it's just but it's, it's, a, it's, COVID, just, but it's a COVID situation. Listen. I don't, none of that matters. You knew what it was going in. Regardless if people can get it together, you, you didn't have the option of making an NFL bubble. So you knew that this was going to, this was a possibility. It's way too many people in and out of facilities. It's way too many people not in a condensed area or, you know, at one time. What, well, I'm confused. You, very childlike. I took everything in me not to push my tweet button. I do disagree. I feel like they could have. I, I feel like the NFL could have figured out some kind of bubble. They didn't have to play a full 16-game season. They decided, the NFL decided, we're going to play a full 16 games. We're going to go full playoffs. We're not going to do bubble. We're not going to restrict any of our players. We're not doing yeah. any of that. My biggest problem with the NFL's um, season, right, is not the restriction of games. It's not any of that. It's the fact that they've had the law, like I always say in these yep. episodes, They've had the biggest and largest head start as they mind around the COVID pandemic, and they chose to do nothing. They chose to act as if we were we were living in a regular world that we were. Yep. Now, this is the same thing that upsets. What upsets me is this: like getting putting the responsibility on the teams and not on the league. It's like putting the pandemic's responsibility on the state's government over the federal government. You get what I'm saying? You have to kind of go from the top down. People can only do what the top allowed them to do. If the top governing authority of the league is not calling for these COVID tests, these COVID regulations, you still have fans in the stands. You're still traveling with 300 people every game, which we talk about trainers. We're talking about players. We're talking about bench players. We're talking about coaching staff. We're talking about all that stuff. On average, it's at least, I feel like there's at least 300 personnel players Everything. You would have had the decency to cut that in half. Yeah, cut that in half. You get what I'm saying? Like there, there was a chance to do something kind of bubbleish. You get what I'm saying? There was a chance to kind of have your teams. You get what I'm saying? Like if you're not playing, don't travel. If you're not even, if you're on the third string, don't travel. Because even still, at the end of the day, I would rather be unprepared when it comes to if I have my first string quarterback, my second string quarterback. I would rather have that. Then to have all these lines of people who I know are not playing still there. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? And I just feel like it was poor. I don't I do not like what Juju said. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do feel like it's a spoiled comment to make. 
You yeah. get what I'm saying? But then I definitely understand that it's not just on the teams. It's on the league. If my if the league isn't enforcing certain COVID precautions, how can I put that into the team's responsibility where not all teams are, are in the same in the same predicament when it comes to the states that they're playing in. If I'm in New Jersey and the and the COVID rate is ridiculous, I have a different responsibility than someone in the DMV area, like the Washington football team, that may not have those same type of concerns or all those stadiums that are allowing fans in. You get what I'm saying? So I, I feel like there should have been more attention paid pay to it. The owners of the teams should have got together with the league and, and have these, not these flexible rules because it was too politicized, as we can see. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. right. I mean, yeah, I agree. Definitely agree with all the points you made there. My only thing is, it's just like we saw it coming in. So did the players. You saw that they didn't have a plan. You saw that stuff was going to be up and down. You saw that. So it's almost in a sense you kind of just got to roll with it because you didn't opt out. You saw that the teams weren't going to hold, you know what I'm saying, everybody accountable. You saw that the league weren't wasn't going to enforce. Like, you know, we saw this stuff, so you know that they saw it with a bird's eye view. So, I mean, I I, I just hated the comment. But uh, about Pittsburgh, I, I, they had a soft schedule. I feel like Pittsburgh has had a, a, a job like a, a soft schedule. I mean, but they don't pick the schedule. They sitting at 10 and 0. I don't think that they'll run the table for one or two reasons. They'll either lose to the Bills or Mike Tomlin will sit the starters uh, either those last two games or either the last game of the season. I mean, no one thought the, the Texans were going to be as bad as they were. The, the That was a seven-point game back in week three. Uh, the, 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 yeah, the Broncos, the Broncos, uh, uh, they only beat the Broncos by five points in week two. The Eagles played probably their best game of the season in week four when they had the Steelers, and they only lost by nine. And then the Titans game in week six where the Steelers only won by a field goal. And then obviously the Ravens in week seven where they only won by four points. So there is they, they have had some close games. Obviously, the Bengals, they beat them by 26. The Jags, they blew them out last week. The Cowboy game was closer than a lot of people thought it was going to be. You know, I can see the Bills, as Ashley said, being the team that can beat them uh, because the Bills have been good. But the Bills have been beset by injuries as well. John Brown, uh, third week in a row, he's not playing. They're losing some players on defense. So can the Bills keep it up? Uh, if not the Bills... Uh, I don't know if there's really any other team besides unless Washington completely shocks the world. It's not happening. Um, Right. And and does it. Um, And the only way I could see it happening is because Alex Smith is such a veteran quarterback that he's not going to make stupid decisions. Right. Mm -hmm. Alex Smith is one of those guys that's going to make the right decision and the right play, not the flashy play. Um, but I do agree with what Ashley said. Tomlin and, and Ben, it's always about, you know, what are we doing in the long game? It's not necessarily about the record. So I can see them necessarily, if they're getting a 14-15-0, start to rest players uh, and, and things of the like. So, you know, I, I would like to see them go undefeated because I think it'd be cool. Um, I think they have the, the schedule to do it. I don't know if it'll happen, though. Agree, agree. Jay? Your thoughts? Can they run the table? Can um, the steel curtain do it again? Um, I could see it happening. I like. I agree with Ashley and I agree with Pete that it's more important for them to win a championship. 
than it is to kind of, you know, go 15, 16 and 0. Because look at the Patriots. They went like 16 and 0 and lost in the Super Bowl. So you're not talking about their undefeated season as much as you're talking about the Giants, you know, upsetting them in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl. You know, they have brought this up for a couple weeks now, ever since Pittsburgh has been undefeated. Yeah. And then, yeah, of course. And then you talk about what the, what the Carolina Panthers, they were looking scary. They mm-hmm. almost had an undefeated record, and then they lost in the Super Bowl. Uh, to the uh, to the Denver Broncos. You get what I'm saying? Was it the, the Broncos? Yeah, it was the Broncos. Yeah. Um, so at yeah. the end of the day, I feel like it's. I feel like I would like to see Ben and Tomlinson win another one. Um, it's it will kind of set them apart from the Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers for this generation as well. Um, I think that they are a solid team. I think they're a great team, and they're showing that even without Antonio Brown, that they're dangerous. So while mm. I do feel. And Le'Veon. And Le'Veon Bell as well, who were the two of their biggest, biggest point people in on their offense. So yeah, Tomlin for that. To oh, lose yeah. those guys. And I was oh throwing a hissy fit. And I'm not even a Steelers <laughs> fan. Just as a as a sports fan, you lose Le'Veon and then you strike, you let lightning strike in the same place and lose the best wide receiver, arguably, that we have seen in forever. I was very like I just couldn't. What has AB done since he left? He's done nothing since he's left the Steelers. Yeah. Neither has Le'Veon Bell, which yeah. again, like you're saying, attests to the power of the, yep. the the fact that Mike Tomlin does not get the flowers that this man deserves. He's been an amazing coach for the Steelers yep. for over a decade, and I feel that the one ring that he did get with them does not capture the full picture of the importance of his coaching style and how strong he is as a coach. But I don't see them running the full gamut. I do feel like it's going to be one of those unpredictable teams that kind of, you know, take kind of flukes them because Washington is known for that. You you, you think the Washington will do it? They're known for stuff like that. Even though Alex Smith can't sometimes can't throw himself down a flight of stairs, you get what I'm saying? Like, you know, I can see it being one of those fluky teams. You know what I'm saying? This yeah, man, I, I this agree. man, Tomlin, let's just say this. The man has been a coach for 14 seasons with the Steelers, has never had a losing record, eight playoff appearances, six division championships, three AFC championship games, gone to the Super Bowl twice, won it once. And if you look at his career, including playoffs, the man has won 60 of his games, 148, 81, and 1. The man, as Tay has said, I have said repeatedly, does not get the flowers that he deserves. Uh, And I think it's because he's such an understated just man in and of himself. He doesn't doesn't talk the big game. He's not the celebrity coach that I think people want him to be. He's very much uh, the – if you had to build a coach from, from scratch, I don't know how you don't include some version of Mike Tomlin in that description. True, true. So, Ashley, with you being our special guest, we have this segment um, called the Pick Five. Basically, we pick five games out the week. Um, We'll give our prediction who's going to win, and we tally it. Um, For this week, we will tally your score, your your picks along with ours. Current Um, standings? The current standings. uh, We have Tay at the the tippy top of of the standings uh, with, what is it, Pete, 21 and 13? 22 and 13. 22 and 13. Um, Matt, which one? Pete is is 21. 
21 and, 21 and 14. Okay. Uh, Matt is 20 and 15. And I'm at the bottom at 19 and 16, but that doesn't matter. So, um, <laughs> what are the, we didn't, I didn't get a chance to even see the games. I'll put it I'll, like no, not, nobody got a chance to see the games. Dre, <laughs> Dre will. If You're trying Dre, to cheat, Dre. Dre. No, 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 finish, no, 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 no. And actually, here's what's funny. Dre could finish dead last in this whole competition for this year, and he will still be happy simply because he picked the Saints when we didn't. <laughs> yeah. That is yeah, the only yeah. thing he's going to hang his hat on the whole thing. It was the Saints mm-hmm. and the Bucks. And myself, Tay, and Matt all picked the Bucks, and Dre picked the Saints, and he will never let us forget it. Ever. Whole meme and everything. So, let's get into this week's games. Titans, Colts. Oh, my God. They're playing again? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. I remember previewing this game a couple weeks ago and was stuck just like I am now. Right. Uh, Titans, Colts. I'm gonna roll with the Colts. They just find ways to win games, man. They find a way to win games. I'm gonna roll with the Colts. Queen, Titans, Colts. Uh, are they both seven and three, Pete? Yes, they are. And two weeks ago, game, yo. Two weeks ago, I'm surprised at how good the Colts are playing. Two weeks ago, Colts beat the Titans 34-17. Yeah. Boy, yeah. I'm going with the Colts. Okay. Um, Pete? Um, I'm, you know what? I don't like, I don't think that good teams get swept in a season. Um, I think the Colts are good but inconsistent. Uh, I'm going to take the Titans. I think the Titans are going to split this series with them. Uh, like I said, they, they they lost two weeks ago. I think they picked up on what they may have needed to pick up on. So I'm okay. gonna take I'm gonna take the Titans to go to eight and three this week. Okay. Um I'm gonna pick the uh no, I'm gonna pick the Colts this uh this week. Okay, hold um, on. They've been keeping the ball rolling and they've been playing surprisingly well. The Titans are, are iffy sometimes and if Derrick Henry isn't playing well, right? Like as much as we like, uh, what is their quarterback? The quarterback's not Tannehill, is it? Yes, it is. Yeah, if, if Tannehill isn't really playing well and they can't get the receivers involved, yeah, it's, it's not going to be a good game. And the Colts have an underrated defense this year. So. Ashley took the Ashley. You took the Colts, correct? Right. I think that the Colts' defense is at one, ain't it? Yeah. Still, yeah, they're underrated number one defense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what you got uh, the Rams, those kind of people, you know. But it's yeah. also, I think, yeah. I think it's, uh, I believe, it's a road game for the Colts. Okay. Yes. The Colts are much better at home. I believe they're undefeated at home at Lucas Oil Field uh, Stadium this year. So they're playing at home. No, I think they're I think they're away. So that's uh, I'm I'm gonna stick with my Titans pick. All right, don't quote me. I might change. <laughs> Is this the one you use in your undecided? I don't know, Dre. I don't know what the teams are. I think it's. Tra- I normally get a, t- a chance to sleep on it. A little right. Bit. I had to. I had to pick them this morning. A lot going on. Um, Chiefs Bucks. I know who I'm taking. I am going with. I know who I'm future, taking too. I'm going, with, I'm going with future Hall of Famer and and the favorite player of Trey Wingle, 
Patrick Mahomes and them Chiefs and them boys in Kansas City, future Chiefs. Hall of Famer yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm going with, Every time with, I go with the Bucks, I they never. Anytime I go with them, they never. <laughs> Dallas is my squad. Tom Brady is my favorite quarterback player ever. I'm going with the Bucks. I don't know how. Some way, somehow. Damn it. They are gonna make, gonna make up from losing this game that they just lost. And somehow, some way, I ain't saying it's gonna be by this huge margin. They are gonna find a way to bat. I said that Kansas City was going 14 and 2 this year, and the Bucks is gonna be that second loss. Mm. Uh I don't think I could like that. I'm going, I'm going with with um the Steph Curry of football currently. Ah! <laughs> Listen, they're still keeping the ball rolling. They have See, the thing about this game is weird because they both have a lot of weapons on offense. Uh, Tom Brady being the veteran that he is, just hasn't been able to close out games recently. Um, Ashley, you said this on, uh, on Twitter, too. You had a whole video about it. Like, you know, you don't mind that everything's going on. They're still going to make the Super Bowl. I know you're sticking with that. But this is one of the games they lose for sure. You know, it's funny. Bruce Arians <laughs> did an interview, and the uh, somebody asked Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. "When does he think that Tom Brady will be comfortable uh, in the offense that the Bucks are running?" Uh, and Bruce Arians said, "Next year." Uh, it's very key to note. Bruce Arians is running his offense. Tom mm-hmm. Brady would have wanted to run the Josh McDaniels offense um, where he is most comfortable. And so they brought Brady in, let him pick the players. That's Gronk, AB, all these guys coming in. Mm -hmm. But they're the ones putting together the recipe, not Brady. And we're seeing that that disynchronization Mm -hmm. uh, in the way that the Bucs are playing. So last two, real quick. Cardinals, Pat. Last two, we got three. Yeah, three. Oh, sorry. No, no sorry. Because the last one I'm gonna give you the main event is. Got you. Don't worry about. It. Um, Cardinals patch. I'm going with the. Uh, I'm actually going with the Cardinals this week. Surprisingly, I usually go with the Patriots, but I'm gonna go with the Cardinals this week. Kyler Murray yeah, is, is balling. Pets. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm taking. I'm taking the Cardinals as well. Yeah, I'm gonna go Cardinals too. Yeah. Card. Okay. Um, Raven Steelers. By the way, did anyone see Cam Newton's outfit last week? No. He was looking like apparently the meme was coming out. He was looking like the uh, the the guy who climbs the mountain in that Price is Right game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cam, Cam was dressed like that man. I did. So I originally put this out for Thursday, but it didn't pop up because the game is now on Tuesday. But Raven Steelers, I'm just uh, I'm gonna go we, we just spoke about it, so I'm gonna go with the Steelers. Me too. Steelers. Who you got Pete? I'm taking the Steelers. I'm riding them boys to the to, to the wheels break off. I got the Steelers as well. All right. So we could we couldn't do this last week. We're gonna do it this week. Oh Jesus <laughs> Packers Bears <laughs> Packers, Bears. <laughs> you want to tell her the backstory or will I? I'll, I'll quickly run through the backstory. Um, the pack, um, the Bears were playing phenomenal at the beginning of the season. Pete didn't believe in them at all. Still don't. And, every, and every week they won. 
we'd make fun of Pete until they started losing. And Pete was like, see, this is why I didn't pick them in the first place. So every time there's a every time there's a Bears game on the schedule, we pick a Bears game just to see how he would react, who he would pick. So Bears versus Packers. I'm going to go with that bad man from Green Bay and the Packers. Thank you. Thank you. Same. <laughs> going with discount double check. A A A Aaron. A Aaron. You queen. One about this one. Because, let me tell you something. I still feel like the 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 pack. Even though I love the Packers, they were my second favorite team, especially in the nineties. Mm-hmm. With Brett Favre, who's one of my favorite quarterbacks, right, of all mm-hmm. time. Um, I feel like the Packers are disgustingly overrated. Mm. Today, I mean, like this year. Well, for the past ten years, since the Aaron Rodgers time. You get what I'm saying? People make such a big deal about Aaron Rodgers, and he's still only one run, one ring, which is the same as Ben Roethlisberger. And people don't make a bigger deal about Big Ben like they do about Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers was ranked number one, tied with Tom Brady, as a top quarterback for the decade. Well, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I know. Aaron Rodgers should have been above Tom Brady. Um, I think no, that's because not I think even. I think it's what we see from Aaron Rodgers versus just the talent-wise probably is what they're talking about versus what we see with Ben Roethlisberger. I'm his family. The Steelers are always looked at as a team unit. That's why. And the Packers have had to always rely on Aaron Rodgers' arm. It's been the offense. So Rodgers gets that that kind of shine that way. Yeah, but I still think it's it's nonsense because at the end of the day, with with the way that – People talk about Aaron Rodgers. He should have had more Super Bowl rings than Eli Manning. But anyway, um, yikes! To be honest, Woo. that was a until that joint went over here for a second. I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute, Eli!" But yeah, right. I'm a big Giants fan, so I'm gonna always say, um, "Y'all went in the division." By the way, I think y'all gonna win the division. Listen, I will always know. We have an easier we have an easier schedule coming up over the next couple of quarterback. Huh? Check out a bum for a quarterback again. The Jets don't even have a quarterback. Like you're right. You're right. You ain't got I think I'm I think I'm the quarterback. I think I'm the quarterback for the Jets. I think they have a good quarterback since Boomer Asiasen, so don't even Oh, excuse me. You will not disrespect Vinny Chesterverdi and Chad Pennington up in this house. Okay. Because y'all haven't had a good quarterback since Kerry Collins. <laughs> y'all had a good so, quarterback when y'all had Kerry Collins. Phil Sims and Kerry Collins were your, were your boy. I, I, you know, I can't hear you over Eli's two rings. Eli's fluke wins. No, I don't want to hear about Eli's two rings because that happened over Tom Brady. So, that was Mario Manningham's I'll go with the mm-hmm. Packers. Mm-hmm. So, are we all in conclusion with the Packers? That they're overrated. Screw them bears. That they're overrated. And for all the fanfare and hype that Aaron Rodgers gets, it's a it's a shame that the Packers always disappears between week seven and week twelve of the NFL season. And I said that, and that's what they've done this year too. This is true. She listen, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. The Packers, the Packers have always had two problems. 
in the Aaron Rodgers era. They have always had two problems. They have always had a subpar defense that plays out of its shoes when they had the A.J. Hawks and all of them. They, they had a defense that played out of its shoes but played well above its level. Right, Their defense was never that great. So they were always playing catch-up or they needed Aaron Rodgers to score 45, 50 points a game. And they have never, ever, ever since Brett Favre left the Packers ever had a decent running game in Green Bay. And when you're going to have a quarterback to the level of Aaron Rodgers, you need to have a running back that's going to take the pressure off of him. And especially early in Aaron Rodgers' career, when running backs were still actually valued in the NFL. Play caught up in a rapture by Anita Baker because what I'm hearing is not right. (laughs) It's true. I can't find... (laughs) Oh, it didn't work this time. Oh, man. (laughs) But... I didn't want it to work. I I pressed pause real quick. Yeah, I feel So, So, on our last topic, uh, let's get into SmackDown and run through these results. Um, Marcellus Wallace looked like a... Y'all, because I don't watch SmackDown no more. Listen, I I stopped watching wrestling some years ago, but I was an Attitude Era girl. Yeah. Yeah. That Attitude Era. I want to have an Attitude Era episode of the show where we just talk about... Oh, definitely. That era, that era you of the show. Me, uh, 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 in, walking encyclopedia of the Attitude Era. I loved it. I loved she was there. She booked, she booked everything there. <laughs> like the she good booked stuff. Austin on the Austin on the cross. <laughs> there was a lot of lot of things that happened in the Attitude Era, but the greatest first, thing to come out of the Attitude Era was Stephanie and Triple H getting married. <laughs> so SmackDown. Um, Sasha Banks got her revenge on Carmella. She she popped on her in, <laughs> during her interview. That segment uh, was so poorly filmed. It was. It at was the terrible, end. Terrible, terrible. I thought it was a great segment, what they did and the outcome of it. But just like the, the double snap seemed like somebody was missing on the cue. Um, the, the, the slow motion of like the hand coming in, like you're not going to recognize that that's Sasha Banks' hand. <laughs> You know, because right. she was looking at the you know, Carmella was looking at the ring before she turned it to the camera. So it's right. just like to me, the segment was poorly filmed, but I love the overall idea of it. Um, Sami Zayn and and Biggie um, confronted each other, ended in a ten second handshake that almost broke Sami Zayn's hand. Remember the five count to five. Uh, right. Murphy defeated King Corbin with the Mysterios running interference outside, looking like heels, which is confusing me. <laughs> um, Bianca Belair defeated Natalia via pinfall with Bailey tried to interfere in the match. Bianca won on a roll up, but this is a, like a match. I, yeah, this is a match I would like to see again, I and like I really it. want to see Bailey and 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 Bianca. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ziggler and Rude defeated the Street Profits via pinfall. I like that. Um, this is the second show in a row where both tag team champions either. Drawed or 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 lost because the new day in the um on on Raw got double count um got the double count out but from what we learned it wasn't supposed to happen that way um they was actually supposed to lose by count out um and what else happened okay okay KO no I'm sorry Sami Zayn defeated Daniel Bryan via count out. Yep. Um, that was a great match. A really great match. Um, KO defeated Jimmy Uso via disqualification. 
this is building up to what Tay said. Uh, we were all trying to figure out who was the next opponent, and Tay hit it on the, on the marker and said, KO. Um, Kevin Owens is looking like the next opponent for Roman Reigns. Um, rightfully so. Yes, rightfully, rightfully so. so. Um, that match is going to be a really good match. And, they and always had good chemistry, I felt, from what I've watched back and mm-hmm. just kind of seeing it. I think that KO deserves the spotlight right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that the way that they did it, I think that the way, because I, I finally kind of caught up on the last few episodes of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought that the Daniel Bryan thing would have been a little bit too predictable at this point. Um, mm-hmm. KO, I feel like at this point in his career, he needs another crack at the universal title. Right. Um, and if it was anybody but Roman at this time, I'd probably say put the belt on KO. Roman Roman's doing amazing work. Um, even with the win at Survivor Series, um, him still like I thought I told you to leave the building. Or oh, and his whole thing, his whole promo about, oh, so this is how you look at me? All of that, just amazing work by the Roman. Marcella, um, yeah, that whole Marcellus Wallace promo. I was loving bro. the Pope. I got the whole Pope Fiction vibes from it. And the, <laughs> fact that they, the fact that they let him say the word without bleeping it out was Tell really, yeah, it yeah. was really cool. I like that. It actually surprised me a little bit. Um, you know, so I was very happy about that. And I love the KO, the KO usage because. Um, it really kind of blends these two areas of KO, right? Mm-hmm. It blends that old school prize fighter, like I will beat your behind NXT-esque KO mm-hmm. with this new kind of like family man, mm-hmm. kind of like I respect my kids, my family, you know, and playing into that whole, this is how you treat your family. I really like the way that that end segment to SmackDown, uh, to SmackDown played out with him basically viciously attacking uh, uh, Jay and and saying, "Well, where are you? You call this fam?" Which I think right. is also going to help with the overall uh, Jay and and Roman story because mm-hmm. you know now you get those those questions of Jay like, "Well, where were you? Right? You spoke. We supposed to be family. You supposed to be this. You supposed to be that. Where were you? Right? So it, it plays so many different uh, angles on this that was really beautiful. Um, you know, and, and and to me, uh, SmackDown again just was a really good show. I could do, I could have done without the the boring uh, Mysterio promo in the back with uh, with Corbin. Uh, just give me the match and let's be over right. with it. Um, I my- need Aaron Corbin to be doing something more than what he was doing, and if he has to step into the the um, Seth Rollins role while Seth Rollins is gone, I feel no one will be better because. Uh, Corbin is a true, true lone wolf. You get what I'm saying? I love everything about Baron Corbin. I think he's great. Um, and I, I feel like, like you said, Peter, like if the Mysterios are doing like bad guy things outside, then mm-hmm. what role is Baron Corbin really playing in all this? Mm-hmm. It would be kind of weird to see how it moves forward. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But he's so, gonna be a great base for Dominic and Murphy with their styles, especially that yeah. the way that the way that Corbin wrestles, he's gonna be mm-hmm. a great base for both Dominic and Murphy. But I I would just like I don't know, I just I just part of me just wants the Mysterio storyline to die already so that they can go mm-hmm. do other things and be useful in the overall larger scope of things. But um yeah. You know, I do agree with you. Uh the, the to me the shock the shock was I like the slow burn that they're doing with Biggie. I really do. Um, 
but the um, the I was very shocked by the Street Profits loss, but I actually enjoyed it because I am a very big fan of Robert Roode um, mm-hmm. and really want him to get his due. I was a huge f- fan of Bobby Roode back in his TNA days. Um, mm-hmm. was a really big fan of when they brought him into NXT. So I really want him to get some kind of run and some kind of do doing something substantial on the main roster. Uh, because you know, for people who've been watching wrestling for a long time, Robert Roode is a little long in the tooth, right? He's not yeah. a young man. Um, you know, and so it's, I want him to get something done while he's up here. Yes, agreed. So, this was a wonderful, amazing episode of the Your Sports Show. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. You know, you are always welcome back. You are always welcome back. Had a blast. Thank y'all so much for letting me chop it up with y'all. This I loved it until she said Tom Brady was her favorite quarterback. I I loved her up until that moment, and then I was like, "No mind." As as a Jets fan, they're they're little. No, it gotta hurt. I get it. I get it. Yes, they're playing for. They're they're playing and going. um, Tank you for Trevor. They're they're tanking for a quarterback that's probably going to stay another season. Tank you for Trevor. I was about to say, if he's thinking that there's any chance that he's going to the Jets, he's staying. Listen, you know what though? I'm Mm -hmm. not too bad about it. I'll take Justin Fields. Not a bad pickup, but um, again, Ashley, um, just shout out this stuff, promote your, your brand. Oh, hey, yes. Yeah, so, I have a podcast that's that drops every Thursday on Apple, Spotify. It's called About Nothing But Sports. Um, it is on Google and Anchor as well. And uh, you can find me, uh, I know y'all see my at name, that is my Twitter handle at Ashley Baker underscore 21. You can find me at Ashley Baker on Facebook as well. but Twitter is when you're going to get the real me. So feel free to follow me on there. I mean, I'm real, period, but you're going to get... Uh, she's going to fire on you know Twitter. How, you know how I do on Twitter. So. But thank y'all for having me. Y'all are super, super dope. I really oh, appreciate th- We appreciate it. Thank you for, for coming okay. on. Yeah. Um, time out. Breaking news before we finish the show. The, the Lions... Patricia. The Lions have fired not only Colt Matt, Patricia, but also the general manager, Bob Quinn, and right as we end the show. Good job. Thank you, Detroit. Um, it happened right when y'all started talking about wrestling. I'm like, oh, they finally did that, huh? Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. You just got to thank the has football every, gods for doing something right. Here's sometimes. a question really quick before we go. Has every coach essentially – off of the Bill Belichick tree, been fired. Romeo Cornell, almost uh, Charlie Weiss, Josh McDaniels, Matt Patricia. It's like, you know, uh, Parcells had a great tree, but it ain't going. Look, it, here's the thing about that. Here's, here's the thing about that. You can get the replica, you, it's, but it's nothing like the original. It's nothing like the original. It's nothing, absolutely nothing like the original. That's but, why, why uh, Josh Daniels, when he got those head coach positions, offers again, he was like, eh, no, nah, I think I'm going to stay. Mainly because I know that he probably, he's going to be set right. up in New England once right. they leave, but he wasn't stepping out there again. Great. You know, these poor coaches, they don't get the Steve Nash treatment. Like, mm. <laughs> that position was expected to kind of make something out of almost nothing with the Detroit Lions. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what do you really have to work with to make them a, a playoff contending team? Right. And if I'm Matthew Stafford, I want 
I want listen, I feel so bad for Matthew Stafford. He has been one of the most one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in terms of talent for a number yeah, of years. He doesn't get the roses that he and ever since Calvin Johnson left, he doesn't really have anybody to throw to. Um if I'm Matthew Stafford, I'm asking out of Detroit. I want to go to a playoff team. And if I'm, in, if I'm if I'm Indianapolis who might lose Phillip Rivers after this year, if I'm the Patriots, who still don't have a quarterback right now, if I'm a team like my team, like the Jets, who don't maybe don't, don't get a rookie quarterback, but we need somebody as a veteran. You know, if I'm a team that needs a veteran quarterback. Cam Newton at the Patriots. I was about to say the shade to Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton's a bum. Um and he plays for my second. He plays for my second favorite team in Carolina, and he's a bum. I miss Jake Delone. Please come back, Jake Delone. Um, wow, what? Yeah. Okay, Pete. No, yeah, Pete gets muted now. Because Pete is bugging out. But for BK Matt, for the Queen Queen Tay, for the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado, and for Miss Ashley Baker, it is your boy Big Baby. Signing off. Peace. Peace. You know what? I guess y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. When they stole my gold medal and sold career, let's look back at my whole career. Cause y'all must have forgot.